Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I am the lone Jessie here today with me as a special guest. She's been on the show before. She is none other than my madre. Say hi, ma. Hi, ma. My biggest fan, number one supporter, uh, number one listener, all that. Uh, we come to you in a special episode today because I'm taking a sick day from work after a two-week vacation, so my work's probably pretty happy with me right now. I did have, uh, I guess that's my first question for you is, do I get my worth work ethic from you or my father? Uh, from me. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Why, though? How, how so? Even though, I mean, I've gone to work every day for 40-something years, and, but there was always part of me going, why am I doing this? Life's too short, and... We only have a certain amount of days in our life. Why am I spending it doing this? And I've had that thought ever since junior high, maybe. So, and even though I didn't play hooky at school, I mean, I would once in a great while. Just, I mean, I was a straight A student. Not bragging, but just just to put that out. Hey, mom. I wasn't like I missed a lot. One sec. I'm very sorry, but. Okay, gotta repeat all that. Yeah, your microphone wasn't on. <laughs> you could hear yourself before though, yeah. when we were testing. But. L- Low. Okay. It wasn't half as loud as you were. Well, so let's start over. The question was, that's funny, a minute and a half in, I've already fucked this whole thing up. No. <sighs> I get my work ethic from you. And you were explaining. I was exp- and, and it's very important because I wanted to clarify as well that it. I don't say that to say that you're not a hard worker. Because right. I have always wor- watched you work very hard my whole life. But you were saying the attitude you had behind it I was. I was going to say it's the attitude about work, yeah. And... Um, and so I always went reluctantly. And, and there were times, which you don't have, but when you work in an office and you work with friends and people you know, then that becomes part of your life. And those were years when it was easier go to, to go to work than not go to work because you know I'd look forward to seeing those people every day, what they watch on TV last night, what they eat for dinner. I mean, that, that was part of my life for a long time, working in an office. But the community. The community. It really is like the TV show, The Office. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, not quite, <laughs> kind of. I'm sure okay. some of it was, yeah. See, but in the year that I worked in an office environment, I fucking hated it. Yeah, and yeah. people that tried to get close, I'm like, mm. Well, it wasn't always like that either. But, yeah, you can't, I mean, still my best friends are people I worked with in an office, so... But I don't know that that's a work ethic, really. That was more about about enthusiasm for going to your job. So, And, you know, again, I was saying when I'm cleaning lately, like when I clean these new constructions, I am so impressed or just relieved, maybe. It's like, wow, I'm in, kind of enjoying this. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm planning out what I'm going to do next, how to do it more efficient. It's like, that's weird. Because if somebody... <laughs> Because if somebody would have told me, oh, you'd rather be out here doing this today than, than you know, sitting at home playing your guitar, I'd tell them they're crazy. So, um, so yeah, your dad has a really strong work ethic. I have a really strong work ethic. And once I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I will do it. I will break my back to get there and to do it. But there's always this part of me or this voice that's saying, if you have so many days left in your life, is this really where you want to be spending it? You know, yeah, and and, and that so voice screams at me. I'm sure, yeah. But when you're younger, you have to realize you've got a long. I mean, that is the means 
for most people, unless you're a trust fund baby or something. But th that's the means to, to getting what you want. And that's where the balance comes in, the life work balance. So, you know, you know, if you want to get your cat food, you got to have a paycheck. <laughs> if you yeah. No, and as yeah. I've gotten older, I've learned to accept that. It's just, um, yeah. like, I've witnessed from you or I felt like I've witnessed from you my whole life is just that I don't want to say it's an awareness dad doesn't have, but I guess, uh, discontentment with it, with the fact that this is what you have to do. Yeah. Where yeah. dad, and I'm sure he's been, you know, just as discontent at times, but he's got that. He fucking powers through. Right? Yeah, for sure. So he can do those 12 hour days and, yeah. Not sleep for how many nights and crash his car because he wasn't sleeping or you know. Yeah. Let's put that on blast. But um no, and it's what you said on on the phone before you came over that got me thinking about that was what what you were saying about not minding doing the cleaning job um compared to some other work you've been doing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's it and it's I guess, yeah, I don't know. Well Aunt Lily, she says, Oh, you're task oriented and I was like, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'd never really heard heard that or even pondered it, but I started thinking about it, and I think, you know, these are things probably when people are young and trying to go into a career and they give you career assessments and guides and things that that would be kind of nice to know. But but yeah, if if I have a task to complete, then I get in the groove of it, think of more efficient ways to do it, um, and then if I don't complete it, I will actually be thinking about it at night and anxious to get back there the next day and complete it, you know, and, yeah. and, um, which is, you know, I think it's healthy. I mean, that's how things society would collapse if somebody didn't have those, you know, those thoughts. So, and I don't know so much what qualities I, I, uh, cater to in, in you know, yeah. in those things, because I, I've done one of those assessments, but it was when I was a supervisor for the company that I'm with. Right. And I was so neurotic about doing it that I lied on half of it, you know. Yeah. So my assessment was that they're judging you because yeah, of it. Very yeah, very much. No, yeah. I was I was just afraid they were going to find out what a batshit crazy, you know, <laughs> I, son of a gun I am. So, um, but again, special episode coming to you on this Monday that I'm taking a sick day off in the middle of the day. Uh, we're doing this podcast, and really, we've been blessed. It's a very opportune time. It's well, it's 77 in here now, but yeah. um, if I haven't spoke to it on the show, for all the upgrades that this place, coming back to Colorado, has given me, I don't have air conditioning in here. So for the last two weeks, how hot's it been, Ma? It was 100 for a couple days. A couple days, yeah. over 100. Yeah, for at least two or three days. Which And then was the other historical? days were like high 90s, definitely historical. Yep. Something about, not, it hasn't happened, well, it's never happened. But the last time it was in the high 90s was like 1993, and then it was 97. So for this early in the year, it's not to say we haven't hit 100 before. Yeah, no. And but today's the first day of summer, and it <laughs> and like I said, Colorado has a great sense of humor because it was, what, 50s last night? Yeah. Below 50s this morning. Yeah, and you were saying that on our hike, that on the first day of summer it would be the nicest day. And exactly. For the last two weeks, I've been wanting to do something with you here right but it's been so fucking hot um hiking was our alternative so yeah we'll go to that what right. was our first hike our first hike was Oozle actually Falls. 
before you took vacation because you took a Friday off. True. Yeah. And so that was our, I won't say practice hike, but we went to a place outside of Estes in, I think it was the end of May. Don't know if it was before Memorial Day or not. Doesn't matter. Uh, it was actually the Friday before Memorial Day, because remember, I unintentionally gave myself a four-day weekend. That's right. Good job. Yeah, I was just taking Friday off to How's hike with Ma. memory? <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just say that because I wanted to do it in May, because the mountains around Estes Park still have a lot of snow on them in May. And it's called Kruger Rock, and it's in a place called Hermit Park. And so you access it off of Highway 36, um, between Estes Park and Lyons, but just outside of Estes Park. Called Hermit Park. I think it costs $5, $8, I don't know. Hermit Park? Hermit Park. And I think it's a county park, uh, like Horsetooth or, or one yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, aptly named for someone like myself, who is very much a hermit and would have yeah. liked to be doing that hike alone. However, every person we saw along the trail, you just were <laughs> so informative and kind to. I don't know. Obviously, something else that... For someone who claims to be an introvert, when <laughs> when I see people hiking and then I have information that could be useful to them, I have this for uncontrollable all, urge it's to funny impart it on them. For all the qualities <laughs> that I started to see uh, of you and myself these last two weeks, that was not one of them. <laughs> I was like, I was so fucking irritated at first where I'm just like, would she shut the and then, and then I had to appreciate it, and that's when I sat back and watched and was like, she, and this is what I think I mentioned it on the way down made you such a great travel agent. I figure. I think so. Is like, although you know, like when you have information to impart, you yeah. The problem is most of the years I was a travel agent, I didn't have the information yet, uh, so I was bullshitting my way through it, or I was reading about it. We didn't have YouTube. Now it would have been great because I would have YouTube the heck out of it for people. But the last ten years, I did corporate travel, and you didn't need a lot of information for that but no it did come naturally to me probably even as a child I would get the maps out plan a trip drag my mother along drag my sister along later your dad so it was something I you know was always looking for an audience to share things with and then when you have people who I'm afraid they're going to miss something and I don't want them to miss it so kind of an ambassador for <laughs> for the Rocky Mountains there you go yeah so, yeah, our first um, hike was Kruger Rock, which it wasn't that strenuous. but Pretty it was uneventful. Pretty uneventful, yeah. In a good way. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> and then, Foreshadowing. And then, yeah, and then we, it has a great view of Estes Park and, and just a nice distance. I don't remember what it is, maybe uh, five miles total. We can't fail to mention, though, the fact that we get to the top and... Being the documenter that she is, uh, by way of picture, I, I, I document things by sitting here and talking for hours to nobody, but you want pictures. I it didn't happen. Like crazy, yeah. Yeah if, yeah, if you don't have a picture, it didn't happen. Yeah, that's... And we get up there, and you ask this nice couple, hey, can you take this picture of us, <laughs> me and my son? I was waiting for it to click with you. Hey, apparently it just clicked, yeah. <laughs> and so we get this picture taken of us standing on this rock, and there's a bit of a decline um, right in front of where we're standing. So I kind of got my foot up a little Captain Morgan-ish. Yeah, you know? and I had mine up on a rock or something, too. And 
And yeah, we were kind of in a, a dip. In a bit of a dip below <laughs> the rock we were actually standing on. So, the, and the guy taking the picture, he bless his heart, he, he goes, um, <laughs> I'm going to take different angles because, you know, you never know. Yeah, you know, you might like a different angle better. <laughs> and we just thought, man, this guy's really on it. Like, he's yeah. tr- he's right. That's true. Yeah, and he took like, I don't know, six, seven, eight pictures and... and and then we ha- see all the pictures. Yeah, I didn't have my glasses on, and I can see pretty good without them. But, you know, on your phone, it's a little blurry. And, and I looked, and it's like, this looks really weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're just laughing like a hyena, <laughs> like you're starting to right now. Yeah. And you're just looking at your camera going, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck's so funny? And then she passes me the phone, and what it looks like is... It looks like our legs are about... We look like dwarfs. Yeah. Our legs look about 12 inches long. <laughs> and our torsos are the other four foot whatever. Yeah, no. Our, our torsos look normal. Then our legs look like half the normal size. Because you can see our feet because they're propped up on these rocks. Yeah, and you but had it long just, shorts and your knee was up on injury. <laughs> just the right angled where you can't see the bend in our knees or nothing. You just, we look like we got stubs. Yeah, and I was like, what are we, midgets? Which <laughs> I probably just said little people. I don't know. If it's yeah. So we laughed so hard looking at these photos that other people left the rock. So we didn't even have to like cough and pay COVID or anything. No, just we like cleared out the area. For we start laughing so hard. It was one of those. And so you sent me what the meme later that was like, you should have those moments where you can laugh uncontrollably. And yes. You can't stop. Yes. Yes. And that's yes. what it was. I, we could not stop laughing. And so I just, with every word one of us said, which weren't really words. They were, (laughs) (laughs) and we just could not stop laughing. And finally I'm just like head down covering. I'm like, just stop, just stop. You could go, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, but (laughs) it was that feeling where you're going to ball. I mean, it it went, it went beyond laughing into, I'm just going to hit like, (laughs) I snorted. I snorted more than once up on top of that rock. I was trying to keep control because I was going to go into like, yeah. crying hysterically or something. And I weird. could tell. And so I'm going, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm trying to bring it back to reality. And this nice blonde girl, what, early 20s, yeah. up there alone. She's, her friends hadn't quite made it yet. She just, yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah. She migrated about 10, 15 feet the other yeah. direction from us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then her friends made it to the top by the time we got our shit together. But <laughs> she's like looking at us and looking at them like, um... Don't go that way. <laughs> so I would love to tell people they could look on my Facebook page and find those pictures, but I cropped them in such a way that we look semi-human. Which is, you can still go back and undo that. <laughs> I mean, I, you got to save one of those pictures. I can, yeah, I can revert. Mm-hmm. I can revert. And it needs to be done. And I have some that are, yeah. That, that needs to be documented. <laughs> <But> I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. So. Um, hike number one. Hike number one, we come down uh, uneventfully. I did that in flip flops, didn't I? No, you had your um, yellow shoes on for that one. Okay. Yeah, and then I had just—I don't know—jokingly or whatever—mentioned that last time we did Oozle. They call it Wild Basin, but that you were in flip flops, but you were like 18 years old, and I was like, okay, if you're going to be whatever I was in 40 something hiking with 18 year old, just hobble them by putting them in flip flops, you, you know, keep up with them. So you showed up in flip-flops for our Wild Basin hike again. Uh, and I had to be at least 19, 20. Not quite 18. Maybe. I think, honestly, you were in your teens, so it must have been 19. Okay, Because I remember using that phrase, like, yeah, with a teenager, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
little did I know, whatever, 40-something was young. <laughs> yeah. Um, 40's the new... 40's the new... 60? I think... Wait, I think I got no, that I backwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh-oh, we're in trouble. 40's the new 30, at least. Yeah. So... So, when we did Oozle Falls, I said, I'm fucking doing in flip-flops again. Yeah. Flip-flops, at least I at the top. Which was great, because you could stop over in every creek. But yeah, our second hike is Wild Basin, and I think it's my favorite hike of any, especially early June, which it was. I don't remember the exact date, since you're on a roll of dates, maybe you do. Hold on, hold on. We can't just skip over Oozle Falls like No, that. I'm going to say it's June 7th we hiked there. Oozle? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's Wild Basin is the trailhead, and then Wild Basin consists of Copeland Falls. Okay, okay. And Calypso Cascades, and then Oozle Falls, so... And it was at the first one that, well, I don't know. I, I This isn't too important, but I was telling Daniel, my brother, too. I was like, I saw this sign for whatever trout. Oh, yeah. And I was like so into this sign because me and my brother play Red Dead now. And it, this I was explaining to her, I was like, you know, people talk about how video games cause this or this or this but I was like I would not give a shit what fish was going through this creek right now if it weren't for a video game yep. and now because of that video game I look at all kinds of nature shit different I'm like oh what, what plan is this what kind of herb could that be used for and none so yep. anyway that was up at Calypso Cascade so um, but yeah my favorite hike because there's so much water along the way and um, and there, yeah you just as I told the ranger every like quarter of a mile or a half a mile there's you know a, a place you can what do you call it a point like a goal to yeah. get to so where you can break yeah it's not like you have to walk six miles and then you see a little pond and turn around and come back <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying I'm saying our last hike no i love gem lake but it's <laughs> we'll get there we'll yeah, get there it's a pond. but um second falls um, Second Falls is Calypso Cascades. Calypso Cascades. Yeah, the first one's Copeland. We stopped there because we knew we wouldn't stop on the way back. And then Calypso Cascades. And then all the way up to Oozle where you saw the 360 rainbow. and Where we were pretty uh, surprised that nobody else really came up. Yeah. We're like, are we just scaring everyone else away? Yeah. Because at the at the tippy top is where you can actually go to the waterfall. And yeah, I was standing, there's this giant rock next to it, which just gets sprayed at least this time of year where, uh, weren't you saying exactly. that it was the it, fullest? It's, it's the fullest I've ever seen it. And I've always tried to go up there in June, not every year, but you know, if I do go, I try to make it in June and it's the fullest I ever saw it. So yeah, it. I climbed up on this giant rock and I'm just under a total mist of this waterfall. And so I was seeing in the mist, because the sun was just the right way, literally a rainbow completely surrounding me. And so I'm, she can't hear a word <laughs> I'm saying or understand, but I'm like, <laughs> I was, I was, so I said, yeah, I really want a pink tutu. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was definitely, I felt like, have you seen those videos of like, the, on your mom's house, they call it like dad excitement, just excited dads of like, recording a thunderstorm and they're like oh my gosh look at this one <laughs> i was like that's how i felt it was just like oh my gosh look at this rainbow yeah it was, yeah, it was, it was it pretty was, special it was for a pretty, me a pretty that yeah again i think that was my favorite hike of all of them so yeah it's a good one um and i was just gonna complain about rocky mountain national park a little bit but <laughs> go for it yeah because this is well, air your grievances sister yeah because there's the pass system right now and there's something called a time entry pass to get into Rocky Mountain National Park. And um, 
they allow so many of them ahead of time. And then once that allotment's gone, you have to wait till 5 p.m. the day before to get them. And so I jumped through all these hoops. I've got my annual pass, which is $80. I got a new driver's license because my last one disappeared. We're pulling it out for some ranger somewhere and didn't get put back where it belongs. And and so, yeah. And then... I wonder if you'll ever find that one day, like yeah. stuck between a seat or... You know, I, I look and... It, who knows? You know, anyway. maybe it was in a pocket, and yeah. So anyway, and I did everything, you know, by the book. And I, I, what I said is, it sounds very much like buying concert tickets. It is. It's so much like buying concert tickets. A little bit cheaper, a lot cheaper. But, but you, it's hard to make plans, you know, when you don't know. So anyway, I went through and I bought five of these. They're only two dollars, and I went through like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday or whatever, for the days you were off and, and got these things. And all proud of myself. It's only $10 if we don't use one or two. No big deal. And, and so we get up there and we pull up to the gate. And I got all three of my things and I'm ready to go. And there's no one at the gate. No one wants my stuff, <laughs> you know. Straight up. <laughs> no one wants it. And so then we get to the trail. Then we get to the trail and there's a ranger. And I don't know if he's a paid ranger or if he's a volunteer. Because you'd think they put the paid ranger in the... You know, in the booth to collect money, not at the trail to, I don't know. Greet folks. Yeah, to That's literally all he was doing. That was what he was doing. And he was like, do you, have you been here before? Like, you want to see my past? No. Really? Come on. Look at my past. He says that they don't require them now on. No, he says on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we don't have anyone in the booth. So it's like, okay. But, um, and then he just wanted to give us directions and. And I went Rain Man on him. And I was going to say you owned him. Uh, yeah, I showed off a little bit. <laughs> he's like, have you been here before? It's like, well, not this year. But he goes, well, I said, yeah. We're, or he said, where are you going? I said, Oosel Falls. He says, you know, there's two others on the way. And I'm like, yeah, well, Copeland Falls, like 0.3 miles, and then Calypso Cascades, 0.9, and then one point whatever beyond that. And he's like, oh, okay. And, and I, I, said, I said that was a Daniel moment. Because yeah. <laughs> of, of all the qualities, again, that I'm seeing – you know, of you and myself, I saw that in that moment. I was like, oh, that was a Daniel moment where like, I've got the information and I'm going to blurt it out. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. you, you weren't being rude. You weren't being condescending. You were just like, you were showing off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was showing off. (laughs) So, so, and that was a good hike and you wore flip flops up and it was nice because you could just keep putting your feet in every Creek that, of which there were like four or five, yeah. Yeah. But then I left my flip flops at the top, unfortunately. Yeah, because you could choose to come down, which was smart because it's steep and flip flops. It's hard to. Yeah. You roll on them. Harder to not smash a toenail. Yeah. On a just rock. Like, you yeah. Get toe wedgie. That too. <laughs> that like too. <laughs> harder. Hard, yeah. <laughs> blisters, but. Yeah. I left. Uh, luckily, they were like op, like you know, less than ten dollar flip flops from Walmart. So I'm not bummed it was just i was more bummed that i left something at the top of the mountain like that doesn't belong there i was like oh my god i littered up <laughs> the top of oozle falls uh, um, i you find all kinds of things up there so yeah true yeah and someone probably nicely will bring them down and put them at that ranger station so someone can collect them which <laughs> you know maybe someone will need some flip-flops maybe maybe hopefully they go to a good cause yeah. um and so then when did we get our hair did well so that was June 7th, and the only reason I remember that is because Grandma's party, 
Grandma had an 87th birthday party, and that was on June 6th. That's a notable story as well. Yeah, that was a good party. Yeah. 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 You want a story? No. Why, why was it such a good party? Because everybody was there. Yeah. Everybody was there. Nobody got in a fight. No. Jesse didn't get too drunk. No. No. So, yeah, it was a good party. <laughs> um, Grandma had wanted a party for, well, she didn't want one for herself, really. She was like, I want to have a barbecue this summer and for everybody's birthday because so many people have summer birthdays. And, and she's like, in my backyard. Well, she doesn't have a backyard, really. She's got a back concrete slab. and We definitely wouldn't have fit all the people no, that we had there no. in that little area. Not and comfortably. And now that my work's starting up a little bit, and I was scheduling some things in June, and I looked at the schedule and thought, you know, June 6th looks like a good day. Nothing's going on for me, and I'll just text everyone, everyone being all the grandkids, all her grandchildren, and my sister, and everybody answered back within a few minutes. It was like, sounds good. We'll be there. Sounds great. Good. Yay. Which I must take a, a moment to note that the irony of this story is that just a few months before you were telling me, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done trying to get <laughs> Well, Christmas is always stressful because... You guys can do it. If you guys want to see each other, you can get together yeah, yourselves. You yeah. guys can set it up. I'm done. I always get somewhere and then they're like, is Jesse coming? Is Daniel coming? Well, why aren't they coming? Well, and I'm like, you know what? You guys are in your 30s now. You deal with each other. <laughs> I am done making, you know, trying to, yeah... But so oh. you text each and every one of us, and all of us are like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Which is a feat in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay, that's too easy. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, and we just rented a shelter, and even um, Ken's daughter with the two grandkids came over, and, you know, we've never tried to do the blended family thing. We're all adults and, and things like that, but it was nice that my mom could at least see the grandkids and... Ken's who she kids. loved the shit out of. Oh, my gosh. I played that message for, for them yesterday. That's awesome. For Ash Ashlyn's birthday. And, oh, and, how did yeah. she like that? She, wow. Because yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. She is. Yeah. 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 Even like, even when I met him, I was like, yeah. nice kids. And it's just nice and I don't for like kids. people. Yeah, I'm not crazy about them either. But <laughs> so it was, yeah, they've, they've been great. Every time people say, do you have grandkids? I'm almost like, you know... Ken's grandkids are wonderful, and um, I'm not grandma to them. They have their own grandma, but I've been there from almost day one, or at least day 300 <laughs> <laughs> with Ashlyn. I mean, year one, yeah, yeah, year one, and um, and I was there when Corbin was born. So, um, so yeah, they're great kids, and and have. Um, I don't want to say been great to practice on. That's not <laughs> that's not right, but but yeah, they're. Been great uh, been introduction wonderful. into exactly Oops. grandmotherhood. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but that was a great party. And grandma loved the kids. Grandma loved the kids. Kids love grandma. I kicked ass in football. Yeah, our team won. I intercepted her. Yeah, several times. I not uh, just the once. I brag about my throwing and catching skills until somebody is like right there breathing on me and then I just can't. I just drop the ball. And the great thing being that this is her and her sister, right? <laughs> yeah. And well, your brother-in-law for the most part. Yeah. Right? I think we can still call him that. <laughs> 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 Who you guys played football back when you were teenagers yeah. with my dad. Yeah. So as they keep comparing me to my dad, which I'll take. That's right. I'll take that as a compliment because sports-wise, okay. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I'll definitely take his, being compared to him over myself. Yeah. But so I, I laughed because Uncle Donald at one point, I think you threw the interception. Aunt Lil did something else as well. Oh, yeah. And Uncle Donald's just coming back so defeated. And I was like, just like when you were kids, huh? Trying to pick <laughs> up their slack. <laughs> Um, yeah. or Aunt, was Aunt Lil on our team? No, it was Lily and me and Donald against you and Danielle and Summer. And Everett was over there, too. So yep. we must have had a, a fourth also. But um, but they were good, yeah. Good game. They did good. I say good game just because I did good, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it was a good party. It was yeah. a great party. Overall. I felt so, yeah. And then you spoke of the message. Do you want to share a bit how that message, A, what the message, why it's so important, and then how it made you feel? Grandma's message? Yep. Well, her message was, Don Marie. No. (laughs) It's like, you don't got to go word for word and reenact it. Basically, no one has ever thrown a party for her like that in her life. And she was so touched and just couldn't believe it. And she felt like she was in a funeral parlor from all the flowers that people brought her. And then she burst into tears about Ken's grandkids and those beautiful little children. And, oh, dear, those beautiful children. And, and thank you, thank you so much. So, yeah, the implications of that are um, it's really true. Nobody ever threw a party for her like that, you know, and she's been... I'm psychoanalyzing here, and um, it's probably no secret if anyone watches this, but it's like she's she's been throwing her own party. <laughs> her whole life? Her whole life. Yeah. He, she's been throwing her whole party. Yeah. It's, it's, she's, putting sure. her, she's putting herself, I want to say on a pedestal, she's um, drawing attention to herself all the time and, and pointing out, how wonderful she is. And she's and a narcissist. She's a narcissist. <laughs> Politely trying to say it. But yeah, I, 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 I. So it helped me understand a little bit that no one has done that for her ever. And she's had to do it for herself. And now that she is getting dementia a little more, it's just really pronounced. And, and that's where she. I mean, before she could kind of disguise it a little bit and it would be, I, 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 oh, wait, how are you? You know, but now it's gone. It's, there's nothing. It's, it's, no, it's all about her, you know. Well, and even when you say that she used to be able to disguise it, uh, argue, I, I, I could argue that one. Yeah. Cause you really would. If you called grandma, you didn't expect to tell her how you were doing. You expected her to ask you how you were doing and then hear how she was doing yes. for 30 minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. literally, she'd be like, how are you doing, Jess? Well, Grandma, I'm doing good. Oh, uh-huh. good. And I mean, she she would ask a question or two right. and then take it into She made the attempt. Now she doesn't even attempt. True. <laughs> so. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. She'd make the attempt. But, but, but I did. I had some, um, I don't know, empathy or understanding or, or something there, just realizing that. No one had ever done that. I mean, she did say she had birthday parties when she was a kid, and we're like, what? You did? You know? But if you... But I don't think they were really celebrating her. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and bless Grandma's heart, for those who don't know, very first episode of the show, for a strong reason. I do love her very much. All of her insanity included. <laughs> um, if, if you think... If you stuck... <sighs> Grandma, when she was, you know, 
a young mother in 2021, what do you think they would have diagnosed her with? Um, because she's very diagnosed. ADD for sure. Okay. Probably, probably ADHD. Maybe. I mean. But I mean, I'm talking on the narcissism yeah, level. I'm yeah. talking like. Well, there might be some personality disorder there as well. No. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It it's a tough one because when when you learn about trauma and things that happen to people at an early age, they talk about. And she wasn't sexually molested. I mean, I'll put that right out there. I I I would be shocked if you know that was ever the case. Um, but emotional incest, emotional. Mm. Um, trauma, whatever, is, it's damaging, too, to people, and so, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a psych, psychologist, I always did have an interest when I went to Front Range, it was like, I always took the psychology classes, and I'm not just saying, like, like I'm, um, whatever, to diagnose, fit to diagnose, but it is an interest for me, and I spend a lot of time thinking about it, and, and reading, and researching, and, and so, I'm not totally ignorant about it, but, if you <laughs> qualifications aside, yeah. neither one of us is qualified to no, diagnose no, anyone. No. But it is fun to speculate. It is fun as to I speculate. do to myself. And, and and you know she's got a lot. Lily and I, our sister and I, we've speculated quite a bit. And and it's like if someone was like really severely, say, sexually molested, raped, um, or traumatized, you know, had a gun held, whatever. A lot of times they stop developing at that at that age. age. Yep. At that age. Yeah. Which you know, and so Lily and I were like. Where do we think she is age-wise? I'm almost like 12, 13, 14. And we kind of agreed 14 felt like a good age because when we were kids or teenagers, we kind of enjoyed her when we were around 14, 15. Even your dad and I, because she was one of us. You know, we'd roller skate, we'd buy her pizza. She'd, you know, um, I don't want to say she'd engage in petty crimes with us, but she was... She was a naughty teenager still, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, it'd be sneaking, getting away with things. You know, I worked at McDonald's one time, and I think it's safe. But probably the statute of limitations has run out on, on McDonald's after 40 years. It's been 40, 41 years, but she'd come up to the drive-thru, and, and she'd be out there on the on the speakerphone giggling, I'll have some french fries, and I'm going, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. You know, I'm trying to sit in there and turn yeah. the button off, you know, because it's playing throughout the the whole thing. And, you know, I mean, she wanted French fries for free. You know, she was coming through for me to sneak her. Yeah. I mean, it's what your 14, 15, 16-year-old. Friends 15, would do. Yes, yeah. what your friends would do, you and know. this is your grown mom. This is my mother out there in the car with my little sister, you know. Wow. And, um, look, you know, again... Well, statute of limitations probably run out, but like one time she drives so slow and this motorcycle rear-ended her. I don't know if you've heard about this or Lily doesn't talk. It was Lily and her, so I'm just speaking on what Lily told me, but the guy flipped over on his motorcycle and and she drove away. She kept going. Holy shit. And Lily said it's bothered her her whole life. Did that guy live or die or, you know, and then they went off to church (sighs) or whatever. (laughs) So, but that's something a scared teenager would do. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God. Irresponsible. Yeah. And in her mind, well, I didn't hit him. He hit me and it's not my, you know, she didn't want to. But you go back anyway and 14, 14 is about 
about the age. And and the only thing we can figure what, and it, it's not that anything really happened, but her older sister eloped and ran off and got married. And up until this point of life, she didn't have responsibility. She didn't have to do anything. She was daddy's um, pet. You know, when you talk to her sister, who's still alive and probably as kooky as she is now, but she was like, your mother had it easy. I had to do all the chores. I had to do the cooking, the cleaning, the washing, blah, blah. And your mother just, you know, got away with... With murder? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And she was daddy's little girl. and and But when her sister eloped, all of a sudden, those chores became her responsibility. Mm. And... She didn't want him. She wanted nothing to do with it. And so I think she made them sell the cow. She wasn't going to milk the cow. And my grandma actually bought a car because my grandpa wasn't around much. But it was my mom's job to take her. She had this big, brand-new car. We found out about this, Ken and I, in the yearbook at the museum in Rockland. It was like Margaret in her car driving around. And all the kids thought she was like, cool shit. Wait, in the museum? Yeah, um, just written in like a yearbook. or yeah, yeah, but what museum? The Rockland Town Museum. Now, Rockland's a town of like 10 people. So, okay. So we found the yearbooks from her high school. Holy shit. Yeah, and we read about her and, you know, again, she was trying to spell her name like Marguerite with a U <laughs> and I-T-T-E and, you know. Um, and, but, but I had never, she never talked about, oh yeah, we got this big, this car and I got to drive it. And, but in her mind, it wasn't, um, a treat. It was a chore mm-hmm. that she had to. So, so Lily and I, you know, just sitting without a camera on, or we'll, we'll talk about that on the phone. Like, yeah, 14 or 15, that's when Kit left. And she, you know, felt like she had to grow up. And, and so just, you know, again, pat ourselves on the back or, or just to prove that we're not crazy within the a month or two after us talking about this we'd go to visit grandma i had to be both father and well no i had it wasn't that that's what she'd say about us i had to be both father and mother to you i had to be my mother's husband i had to be oh, my yeah, mother's she's husband been she's that. been saying that yeah and it's like that took place about 14 15 years old and that's where she checked out, you know. And um, so, and it's not to make it all about me, me, me again. Yeah. But it is my show. No. <laughs> but it's funny that you brought that up because that's something that I've myself been trying to analyze in myself. What age do you think I'm stuck in? Oh, that requires thought, I guess. A lot. And trust me, I can't I haven't got yeah. it pegged down yet either. Yeah. But I've definitely got some regression going on too, don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Oh, I think we all do. And the I can tell you never more than my drinking, um, which I've been doing the last two weeks, uh, irresponsibly, uh has really brought that to light of like I I don't drink like an adult, you yeah. know? I yeah. still binge drink like a teenage Jesse. That's well. That's what I was gonna say, teenager. But I guess only you know like what thoughts are going through your head or what age you feel like you're at. You know, because I've got issues too. But my trauma or whatever you want to call it started when I was really young, like two or three. But there's still that feeling. I mean, you'll recognize it like if you're under a bunch of pressure or. Um, 
something bad happens or for you maybe. And I do. And you've, you've, you've yeah. talked to me in those moments where I call you ready to cry because what, something at work went wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what age do you feel like you... It's hard for me to say because I, and we've talked about this, like my life is just such a blur, even pre-marijuana. You know, it's just, (laughs) it it is. It's, and I I remember snapshots of memories, but it's crazy talking about childhood, like stuff with Daniel. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh oh, yeah, you know? Yeah. Shit that I don't think I blocked out intentionally. I don't think it was like anything like that. I just, I don't know. I don't know. You as a child weren't fully engaged, you know? And I don't say that like, oh, you, I mean, you were smart as can be and things like that, but you just went with the flow. I was always off in La La Land though, right? Yeah. And you were, you went with the flow, you Mm -hmm. know, like Daniel at age three, four, five, I mean, all the way on up six, seven, eight, you know, it'd be like, but at a young age, we'd, I'd say, oh, we're going to the pool. Or we're going to the library. And he'd say, why are you going that way? The library is that way. <laughs> you know? And he'd be like, well, I need to drop by the store first. Or I, you know. Yeah. But he was totally aware of his surroundings. And you were like, <laughs> yeah, zoned out. Or whatever. You yeah. were in your own little world. And I was along for the ride. You were along for, exactly. And you know how you got there. or and, and There might know. be something to that in the idea that maybe when you're planning, because Daniel was a planner too, right? Yeah. More yeah. so than me. Maybe when you're planning out your life, then it's easier to look back on and say, I, you know, I accomplished this at this age, or I did this yeah, at this age. Maybe. Whereas I, to this very day, like you're saying, I just, like I, you know, at grandma's party, people kept asking me, so... You know, hey, you're back in Colorado. I'd say, yeah, for now. Yeah. On how how's the job going? Oh, it's going. You know, <laughs> what, what what do you think you're going to be doing? You know, in the next year or two or next few years? And I'm like, whichever way the wind blows. Yeah. I, w- I would quote Queen when I say that because I'm like, any way the wind blows. Yeah. I that's literally been my whole life, and so maybe having that, yeah, being ch- being checked out and just going whichever way the wind blows, it's hard to look back and be like that happen then well it's hard to tell how much is a product of your placement in a family too you know like they'll say the baby of the family well there was just the two of you but um and then you also mentioned you know possibly due to some sexual trauma and that's hard for me to relate to because obviously i don't you know yeah i don't have that as far as i can recall well that's why you know grandma really doesn't either but in her mind she had to become her mother's husband yeah and I mean, that's, it sounds sexual. It's like, do you know how that sounds, Grandma or Mom? Right. You know, that's sounding. People are going to conjure up some weird <laughs> imagery. imagery you know? I, I did immediately when yeah. she said that. I'm yeah, like, yeah, we all do. But to her, it just meant that she, she was that responsible for her. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know what Grandma, my Grandma was like. I, talk about diagnoses. I'm, the ones I've come up with so far, big time depression, probably thyroid issues. Um, just from, you know, they, they, they'll just talk about it matter of factly or no one really talks anymore. They're all, you know, older or whatever, but it'll be like, well, yeah, when she was in bed for that month and it's like, she spent a month in bed. Why? Well, she just was tired or didn't, couldn't, you know, it's like she was depressed, you know, she couldn't get out of bed and the family had to run itself and do things. And, and so, um, yeah, they, they didn't even have words for it or they didn't even have concepts to put 
with what was going on. And that's on. why I wonder if you stuck young Margaret in 2021, what people could yeah, yeah. point out because there's so much more. Yeah, you're right. People back then were kind of kooky because people didn't have... Yeah. You were either right or you weren't right. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That kid ain't right. Yeah, that I gotcha. kid ain't right. And and um and most people could be functional in the world in some way and so they were they were okay. She has a sister who's dead now who was in a I don't even know what they call it. Mental a, institution? I guess that's what we call it. Newberry. Asylum. Asylum. That's the word I was looking for. And um just fever when she was two or three years old. So um, brain damage, not the, sh- I mean, and she could clean and she was sweet and she was, she, I, I was two or three when she died, but, um, just, I think she was a gentle soul, but they put her in asylum because they were afraid she's going to get pregnant. Uh-huh. You know, they were afraid that, that she'd be too easily persuaded by men you know so but they put her in asylum she also worked for the asylum i mean it was a lifestyle for her she it's not like they scrambled her brains or anything okay no they she cleaned and did they did scramble a lot of brains well yeah 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 well when the kennedys um they had a daughter like that rose and i think same thing electroshock therapy they put her i think it's john jack uh, president kennedy's brother or sister so that's why I'm not trying to throw any shade on modern day medicine, yeah. but when you look back at what we were doing, sure, 70, 80 years yeah. ago, that's what I'm saying. They just threw people away, oh, they just fuck. put them in asylums and and you know, if they couldn't function. So, so no, grandma went out there, she worked, she did her thing, and for a few years at least. So. Well, back to the break, which grandma had a great party, yes, which is awesome, yes, and her 87th. 87th birthday. Right. But that uh, came up when I asked, when did we get our hair did? We got our hair did on June 10th. June 10th. Yes. And, yeah, (laughs) I usually don't remember dates like that, but because of the party, and then her real birthday was June 9th, and then um, I think we hiked on June 9th. And, I believe you're right. And or we did something on June 9th. I'll have to think about that. Try not to burp into the mic. What was the other thing Seltzer we did? Seltzer water's getting I me. know what we did. I'm going to cough. <laughs> <coughs> How you doing? You we got your car out? registered on. That's what we did. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, we got our hair did on June 10th. Yeah. And but we did go to FOCO, you were saying, and... We got some tacos, street tacos that yes. really weren't street tacos. Yeah, they were really good. Very, very fancy really, street really tacos. Good. Yep. But they were fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, and some walrus ice cream. Yep. Local Fort Collins establishment. That stuff's good. Talking about getting free shit when you were teenagers. That's what I was telling you is had a buddy of a buddy that worked there when we were teenagers and so yeah every, walrus huh? yeah wow so every concert we went That's to a good buddy to have yeah. go by the wall yeah <laughs> free ice cream get the poor kids fired or in trouble <sighs> no nah, he was cool yeah but. yeah so um no big deal on the hair we just got we both have a lot of hair to spare i mean you say no big deal that's unfortunate I hoped it meant more to you than well, that. No, I mean, <laughs> people are going to look and go, oh my God. Right, they got their, they hair, got their done? hair done. <laughs> no, <laughs> true. Okay, fair enough. No, I was just, I, I, yeah. I, no, it was, I'm, 
again, I was on a roll that week. It was like I threw a party. Grandma liked it. I took you to get your hair cut. You, I liked it. You liked it. I was yeah. like going two for two here. I was, you know, going to buy lottery tickets or something. Or, and um, I don't know why I was trying to like instill such importance in our get, uh, us getting our hair done. Well, because you said that I commented you were the girl I never had, and so we had, we had a. We had, a, we had a mommy we had daughter our, day. Yep, we had to go get our hair did. <laughs> like a mommy daughter would. Mommy hey, I was ready day. to do the full treatment and get the uh, pedicure. Pedicure. Um, which I need. Yeah, well, we can do that sometime. Yeah, one of these days. For sure. So, But no, it went really well, and I was glad that you liked it. And that, and she picked up intuitively on what you were saying pretty good. I mean, it was, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, not. what's her name? Where's she at? Um, her name's Kathy. It's Luminous Salon. Um, her rates are really affordable, which yeah. I like. Yeah. No, and this is not a, a paid advertisement not or a at plug. All. No. But I just want to give the lady a shout out because for, for real, I'm, and as she was concerned going into it, because she knows I'm very picky about my hair. Yeah, very picky and yet doesn't know what he wants. So, you know. Well, the, I, yeah. I knew what I wanted, just how do you explain that? And right. like you said, she was wonderful because I tried to explain is like, well, you know, I want to kind of even it out a little bit, but without losing the length, because I like to tie it back. And, you know, it's bushier on the sides and in the back because it's still shorter, so I'd like to... And she just goes, okay, so... I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. And it's like, perfect. And what did she say? She said, get rid of the bulk. And yeah. when she said that, she, 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 yeah, she goes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and, and we're going to get rid of the bulk. And when she said get rid of the bulk, I was she like... She had you at get rid of the yeah, bulk. Yeah, <laughs> she did. I was like, oh, she knows what, she knows what I need. Yeah, and yeah. She took me back, cleaned me up, and yeah, I, was, I fucking love it. So. Yeah. So that was a success. And yeah, we had a lot of successes. Many successes. And then we went, I don't know what day, because there was no parties that week, but we went up to Grand Lake and over Trail Ridge... <laughs> I realized I put it on Facebook over Trail Ridge or took a hike or Jesse's hike number three over Trail Ridge to Grand Lake and to Adams Falls. Someone says, wow, that's such a long hike. And I realized they thought we, <laughs> we walked the whole thing. And I was like, that was, that that, no, that was our shortest hike. You know? Yes. And Which is the one I got burnt the worst. on. Yeah. Well, probably because I was already a little burnt from yeah. the hikes before. Um, and so, yeah. Or do you think it had more to do with elevation? Because at that point, we are up in the mountains. Well, I think it had to do with being on the paddleboard in water. See, but yeah. you say that, but we also had life preservers. Oh, that's on, true. Like Marty McFly. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, my tan line wasn't okay. the shoulder of the life preserver. It was very much the tank top. It was the hike that did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I know it was a short enough hike, but it was, I mean, we were hitting intense. And I think Sunny days, and we right? had uh, the sunroof open. Oh, and it was this oh. shoulder. So I'm sitting passenger seat because I like to ride passenger, yeah. let her drive, yeah. and I just zone out and see the view. Plus, uh, she's afraid of heights. <laughs> so coming over Trail Ridge, I'm looking out the window where there's zero barrier separating right. the road right, from right, right. Uh, how, what would you call that? Precipice of a. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I got a pee and you almost pushed me out. <laughs> oh. That's a little inside Steve Wallace. Yeah, Shout one out. of our YouTubers, Steve Wallace. He's afraid of heights. So when I'm watching him, I'm like, oh gosh, I got to steal his verbiage because he's traversing a precipice of a cliff, uh. you know? 
But, but in Trail Ridge, you go all the way, you drive all the way up, and then you're coming down. Yeah. That, and as coming back down, I look out, and I'm like, holy shit, it's, I mean, thousands of feet down. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're it, down a mountain. It's a drop-off. With no There's barrier. switchbacks, and there are drop-offs, and... Ooh, switchbacks. She's using lingo now. People die every year, and, and yeah. So, um, but I told Jesse that morning, because you were talking about driving, and you drove to Estes, and I said, I'm going to drive over Trail Ridge for more than one reason, I mean, I've done it several times, and he can look around then. And yeah, just she mentioned the more than re- one reason other than the real reason, which is as we're going over, I go, oh, this is why yeah. you didn't want to be passenger side. Yeah, there's not many people herself. I want to drive over Trail Ridge. Fair yeah. enough. I won't, I won't take that as an insult. No. But no. point being, I think being up that high... Well, if you had the sun, I wasn't thinking about the sunroof being open on your shoulder, mm-hmm. but definitely. Because that's the shoulder that scabbed up. Yeah, yeah. Um. Either way, that was awesome. We, yeah, went to Grand Lake, as you said. Short hike, but we got to both walk through the water. Yeah. Um, I got oh, there was so much water up there, so it was all spread out into the, I don't want to say fields, but it was it was spread out into the forest where the trees were, so you could walk in two feet of water and still be in the forest Yeah. and climb up on the, the roots of the trees and stand in the middle of a... It wasn't a rushing stream, it was just... I mean, it was rushing, yeah, it was rushing it was pretty trickling. good, but it was trickling, and that was really nice. And then we paddle boated. We got a paddle boat. I think maybe, and sorry, but I think no. maybe because of those fallen trees, maybe it was kind of more of like a dammed-in area. Maybe because it, it was a rushing a, river, and yeah. uh, and then you go up and we go by that waterfall where mm-hmm. it's a rushing river. You fall in that shit. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're gone. Yeah, but in this little area, it was just yeah, it was dammed up. It was a good way to explain and it. And um, what I waded through to get out to the trees was only like two feet up to your knees up to my knees and then but as i was standing there looking out there was some places it was probably 10 12 feet deep oh shit you know yeah that's what i say it's like a big swimming pool out there and see and i couldn't see it from where uh, i was yeah yeah it was deep and it was cold as you know cold as heck but it looked like it would be a good swimming pool if it wasn't freezing cold and but yeah, you, your feet would get brain freeze. I mean, yeah. that's the best way to explain it. It'd be like you'd walk just those 10 feet out to the the stumps and it'd be like... <gasps> I compared it to like the cryo freeze, which I've never had, but yeah. because yeah, my ankles literally locked up. Yeah, and it would take like 10, I think of brain freeze because it would take like 10 seconds to just sit there like locked yeah. up. Before, before you could actually function again. Before, yeah. It was good shit. Yeah. Um, we had a good lunch. Yep. And then... Went out on the paddle boat, and then on the way back, we uh, kept telling Jesse, when you see cars parked, there might be a moose. And oh, so, yeah, there wasn't one moose, there was two There meese. were meese. <laughs> there were meese. Baby meese. A mother and a, uh, a baby. Yeah, a mother and a baby. Yeah. So. And the photos were okay. It's hard when they're in the shade and the shadows to, to really get a good um, camera phone photo i don't think mine did much better which is your old camera yeah you for that you'd have to have like a super duper telephoto and a tripod and yeah and then play around in post-production lightening it up but good with exposures yeah exactly but it was cool to see them nonetheless like you said oh how about that ranger though you think he was really after us i don't know i don't know she, as uh, insistent as she is about driving, likes to drive like 
a yeah. teenage girl. Yeah, yeah. And so my trauma happened right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. I'm freaking out because, and admittedly, you'd say I drive like what? <laughs> I, I drive like a grandma, right? Yeah. I wouldn't say it, but since you said it, he drives like a grandma. Admittedly, I drive like a grandma. Yeah. Although I'm going to be a grandma and. Uh, <laughs> but it's, so maybe grandma's not the best word. <laughs> Touche. Well, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, my job, many reasons, uh, justifications, excuses, whatever you want to say. But so going back into Rocky Mountain National Park to get out from Grand Lake where we were, she's coming up behind a forest ranger who I have a radar detector in my BMW. And so it's going off and I'm telling her like, hey, I'm, I'm reading off the speed limit signs because as we're coming up to the gates, it gets down to 15 miles an hour. And as we get to the 45, she's still going 60. And I'm like, uh, 60 through a 45. And then we get to the 35. Yeah, yeah, he's, and I'm like, 55 and a 35. And then we get to the 25. And I'm like, narrating the whole stuff. Uh, 45 and a 25. And then we get to the 15. And I'm like, Mom, you're going 35. And she... Well, we had to stop. I mean, it was eventually, just like <laughs> but yeah, you stop. I was just coming in for a landing, you and know? and this guy's clocking her as she comes up, and of the two booths that you could have went in, she goes behind him, which actually was probably the better decision yeah. at this point. Because yeah. if you would have went in the other one, he would have just waited for you to go and maybe, pulled you over as maybe, soon as we. Maybe. So she's behind him. He's talking to the person in the booth for a minute, and then he goes, and we go behind him, and the radar detector is you know, showing that he's running radar, but then he turns it off. My thing stops going off. But he is driving, not like a grandma, he's driving what? what would, how, how would you explain it? He, he kept speeding up and slowing down. Yeah, and you know, I've had cops do this too. It's like they know you won't pass them, and so mm-hmm. they're messing. It feels like they're messing with you, and I am not a paranoid person. I mean, yours went to paranoia. Mine just goes to annoyance. It's like they are just messing with you, you know? They're going... I go to straight paranoia. Yeah. But yeah. To, to give them a justification, maybe he was looking for animals. He was probably looking for animals. People maybe. are radio. What we aren't hearing, too, is people are radioing in because when we did get to that one stop, you know, I heard him say, yeah, something, something creek, blah, blah. And so I think they were, somebody might be reporting where there were traffic jams and people, you know, parking. But what set me off is you're not riding his ass, but yeah. she's not, <laughs> she's not not riding his ass either. <laughs> and he would speed up to the speed limit and we're going the speed limit. And then he'd slow back down or to over the speed limit. And then he'd slow back down. Yeah. So at one point we, he, he speeds up well over the speed limit. He goes ahead, and then we come around this corner, and he's and running bah! radar. Yeah. My radar detector's going off, and he's now slowed down. Yeah. And so she again ends up whoo, coming in behind him, yeah. going, and luckily you were only going like five over, so it's nothing that... Right. But it was at that moment that I was like, Fuck this! Pull over. <laughs> yeah. <he's laughs> this guy's <laughs> trying to trap you. Yeah. And, and uh, maybe but we did I've, pull over, and he went. And then he eventually pulled over because there were some people who probably spotted something, but they all, oh yeah, they were all like, mm. yeah, remember that we yeah. saw this line of people with binoculars. We drove by a line of people with binoculars. It's like, well, we're not going to see anything if they're all standing there staring at their binoculars. And then he pulled over there with those people and we went up further and, and there was only a car or two when we saw the moose and then people just started piling in like yep. crazy. And, and then he did come up. Well, the funny thing was, as I'm sitting there taking pictures of the moose, or the meese, I'm going, 
uh, Rangers not behind me yet, right? And I was like, <laughs> tell me when the Rangers behind me. And literally about, what, 10 seconds yeah. after I said that, Rangers, you're yeah. like, Rangers behind you. Yeah. But he was pretty cool. He wasn't trying to stop people. Like he said, mm. no, I'm not trying to stop you from looking at Clear him the road. Just, yeah. Because yep. people get goofy. They'll just... Stop in the middle of the road. stop in the middle of the road and get out of their car, you know, and just leave their car sitting there. They literally did. They, they like, lose their mind the first... And I've done that. The first time you see a moose... <laughs> I mean, the first time you see a moose, you lose your mind, you know? It's like you get goofy. That's funny. Yeah. And so he's there to kind of make sure people don't go crazy. And well, so We went on about our way. This wasn't the time we had Dairy Delight, right? No, that was the first hike. Okay. That was the Kruger Rock hike well, in the Hermit Park. That was good. Got to mention Dairy Delight, local, yes, yes, local yes. landmark. Local landmark. Glad to see it made it through COVID, even though, like we discussed, a place that's closed down for more than half the year probably doesn't have a hard time staying yeah, open. Yeah, I think they open in May and close in maybe September, October. So very seasonal. Um, I enjoyed it because I don't eat burgers that often. So I was like, oh, heaven, I'm eating a burger and fries. And then... Not the best burger you've had, but it was It, it was wasn't good. bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. No. I was just, I felt like they were letting that uh, beef price get, in, get to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was the week when there was a shortage yeah, of beef. That's what they, I'm saying. They were cutting them all in half or something. That's kind of what it felt like to me. But well, you didn't say it, but I was like, where's the beef? Well, yeah. <laughs> where's yeah. the beef? So, so, yeah, that was hike number... Three? Uno, dos, Four. Tres. Four, including the... Kruger Rock. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was three. Four was um, Gem Lake. <laughs> Gem Lake. The was it? So we only went on three hikes in the last two weeks, though? I thought we went on four. I think it was only three, unless you can think of any. No? No. Nope, 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 nope. Are we doing the math right? Are we both brain dead right now? No, I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. You remember better now. Well, again, I've been... You're not on social media, but that's how I document my life because it comes up as memories. And I remember then what I did last year. And, and so I was numbering the hikes on there. And I didn't call the first one, you number know. One. Number one. Yeah. yeah. But I think the second one I did, Uzo Falls, I said, and I've been calling them Jesse's Summer Vacation Hike Number Two, Jesse's Summer Vacation Hike Number Three. Okay. And Jim Lake was Jesse's Summer Hike. Vacation number Je- four. Jesse's summer, summer vacation, vacation hike, hike number, number four. four. There you go. Exactly. And so, um, and that was memorable too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before we get into that, we're a little over an hour in. I do have to take a piss. All right. How about yourself? Do I have to take a piss? Yeah. You good? Um, I'm good. You don't drink as many fluids as I do, so. No. Um, entertain the audience however you would like. Okay. Or feel free to sit right. there awkwardly. No, I'll entertain. So. And tell him what you think of my place. No, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna tell him how Jesse really drives, because he says like a grandma, but I know a lot of grandmas who drive faster than he does. So, um, I don't think he was under the influence of anything, and I don't think he needs to be, but. So being a child of the 70s, like people get like super, super stoned and then they drive. They think they're driving the speed limit, but really they're going like five or 10 miles an hour. That's how Jesse drives. It's like really slow. So I'm tattling on him. Um, As far as this place goes, yeah, it's great. I can't imagine how hot it was in here. 
the other day when he didn't have air conditioning because it is totally comfortable right now, but we have fans going and um, and it's only like low 70s outside. So that's why it came over today and not last week. But yeah, it's a great place. It's comfortable. I can't believe that um, someone would actually have a house in this day and age without air conditioning. Although most of us didn't have it growing up, especially in Colorado, people didn't have it, but kind of thought it was a given these days. So there you go. He's back. Thank you. That was much needed. That was a heck of a pee pee. He's back. Did you leave me some like secret message? Not really. Behind my back while I was going. I pee? just did an example of how you really drive. <laughs> oh, of how I really drive? That's funny. Thought you were going to say how I really talk. Did you catch my podcaster voice at the beginning of this? It's funny when I started this. I'm like, hi, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome <laughs> to the show. This is Jesse. And um, very randomly, but I want to give a shout out to another YouTuber, Stevie Weeby. He's actually brother of uh, comedian Bobby Lee. Oh. And I've been really getting into him. And Jeremiah Watkins is another comedian, but they do a podcast called Scissor Bros. Been really getting into that. But I just got to give Stevie Weeby a shout out because this whole setup is very much inspired by him. You know, when I started doing this, I kind of wanted to be uh, Joe Rogan-esque, Rogan. yeah. obviously. Yeah. Everyone wants to be Joe Rogan. Um, and then I've been watching Stevie Weeby, who he literally just sits down in his studio apartment with people, you know, yeah. two chairs with microphones like this, and they sit there and talk. And I was like, it doesn't have to be a big deal, you no. know, to just to document these conversations. So Yeah. Yeah, because most people are doing that anyway, like on GoPros or... Um, it's less formal. Well, and so. it's like play to your strengths and um, someone who doesn't have a production assistant or, you know, big budget for production. It's like yeah. trying to be Joe Rogan's not a strong. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's how I feel about my music. Our, Ken and I, when we play our songs, it's like, you know, People are like, well, don't you play John Denver or Dan Fogelberg or like my favorite, my favorite all-time singers. And it's like, to me, it's almost sacrilegious because I can't come near... What they did. What they did. and That's why I played Blink-182. Shit's easy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and it's more, for me, it's like... Um, I'm not even capturing the essence of what <laughs> what their songs are about. Yeah. And you know, I'm I was playing Rocky Mountain High yesterday and I'll probably work on on that a little bit and Country Roads because if we are around a campfire this summer and people like sing along songs and everybody likes the old Colorado standards, but I have no illusion that I'm doing the the soul of the song justice. No, at but all. the thing that you can do that I have faith you could do with either one of those artists is make it your own. I have a hard time doing that. Yeah. Any song I play, it feels like I'm playing an impression. Yeah. You know, it feels like I'm covering well, that's that song in that way. And covers are fun. I mean, that's why, it, but I guess, and it's probably just my, my total thing is those are, when I say sacrilegious, those are like holy songs to me. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm, you know, I can make them my own, but I can never make them, better i know i can make them different yeah but it's still it's just it, do you really it, ever expect to make them better though no like is that the goal no <laughs> no but but i don't like me doing them you know I gotcha. it's like yeah i 
the funny songs that Ken and I do, it's like we can make them funny because he and I, we can ham it up and we can be goofy and we can we can maybe even make them something like John and June did them. Johnny Cash and June Carter, they did them good, but maybe we can bring our own quirkiness to them or um, to where they're, they're different, but they still, I don't know, it still upholds something. But with, with my favorite singers, not so much. Um, John Prine, you know, he wasn't, I mean, Ken did that version of Hello in there. I don't know if you've heard that, but we've had people go, oh, it brought me to tears, you know, which is funny because usually we're just trying to be goofy, but there was something... Um, that resonated? That resonated with that one. Sorry, I don't know why I said that so condescendingly. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So I understand what you're saying about being Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's al- already done a great job at being Joe Rogan. Yeah. So you need to do something else. I was going to make a joke when you said just, you know, play to your element. It's like, yeah, I sit on the couch all day, so this is quite yeah. familiar. So yeah. I no. don't really sit on the couch all day, but... It, I could, and, and I have. Admittedly, and I again. were we not both a little nervous about this before we started? Yeah. And would you say this is going okay? Yeah. Which is a jinx to say that in the middle of doing <laughs> it, because <laughs> now I did. Yeah. Okay, so before I went to the bathroom, you were complimenting my dope pad, but aside from that. Yeah. Um, oh, I was saying Jesse's it's summer vacation? Oh. Jesse's summer. I was saying it's weird it doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> Although, again, somebody put out, you know, just a, a social media thing. How many people grew up without air conditioning? And when I think about it, especially in Colorado, most people grew up without air conditioning. And you know what? Not to put my neighbors on blast, but guess what? They don't have AC either. Wow. And that's, yeah, I was like, when I learned that they don't have AC, I was like, well, fuck. And they got a second story. Imagine how hot it gets up there. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, Because we, you know, our first, none of our houses as a child, when you were a kid, had air conditioning. No, and honestly, what I started comparing this to, putting up with these last two weeks yeah. it made me feel like i was back in the trailer honestly yeah um because back where you used to live in the mobile home uh establishment yeah. <laughs> how do we want to say it yeah. the trailer i ain't straight out of compton i'm straight out the trailer <laughs> um my bedroom that's true because was yeah. west facing yeah and so it would just get all the sun and that's so right even though you had a swamp cooler. But the swamp cooler wasn't down that room. So no, it, it wasn't, wasn't down in that down room. There. It was in the living yeah. room. And so I had little fans in my windows yeah. to try to pull as much cold air there as I could. Right. But you'd leave your windows open, too, for the same reason. Sure. And it yeah. was, no, it was, yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? I made it through that shit. Well, yeah, and I don't ever remember. I mean, like in the blue house, the house when mm. you were born, mm-hmm. that had an upstairs and we had... What about Ptarmigan? Ptarmigan was... I do remember being hot there. I, mm-hmm. I seriously do because it it had an upstairs and then a half no AC, right? No AC, and I think all I had was a fan in the bedroom window. Mm-hmm. But it did have an unfinished basement. But you know, we had the couch down there. We had tables and chairs, and um, you guys spent a lot of time down there. And I think on the hottest day, I fucking love that house, by the way. Yeah. Can I just say on record, not that it matters. Good, good. I just the layout of it. Yeah. The I always loved it. Yeah. Yeah. If that if that um, downstairs was finished, it would have been. Yeah. You know, we didn't really have the money to have it professionally done, so we were piecing it together. It was pretty damn good. Well, your grandpa put a good um, bathroom. Yeah, in I was there. gonna say you had a bathroom, yeah. you could shower and shit. Then we moved Daniel's bedroom down there, and it didn't have real walls or anything, but. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it but. I remember being hot in that house, definitely. 
And then the townhouse I got had nothing. Well, no, it had something. It had what they call a whole attic fan. And you probably weren't even aware of that. Oh, no, I do remember that big fucking thing in the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So what it was is you only used it for five or ten minutes. So, but that's yeah. funny because that shit like I would not ever remember that from my childhood until okay. you say that and I'm like Blah. it's in my brain imagine that there it is yeah I barely remember it but Ken and I have talked about it before because he had one in one of his houses and the purpose of it was when it got cool enough you had to wait until it got cool enough outside and then you basically open that thing up in the ceiling and it it just you open up the windows and it sucks the hot air suck, the hot air out and the cool air in through the windows and then it made the temperature inside equal to what it was outside so you know if it got up to which has about been the best i can do here right yeah, now yeah <laughs> yeah but you're doing it running around with little yeah little fans and since heat rises all it would take the hottest out immediately and you know replace it with cold and all i'd have to do is run that five or ten minutes at night and then cool the whole place was, yeah yeah it was Last cool. cool so We've never had air conditioning, proper air conditioning. Fucking I. <laughs> so there you go. And I'm saying, yeah, I can't believe this place doesn't have air. And then I was like, hello. But I don't know. It just seems, I mean, we're talking again still 30 years ago for a lot of this stuff. And and it did seem, you know, if want to get into a whole podcast about climate change. But like I was telling you the other day, I can't deny this is not political in any way, shape or form that there's been climate change in Colorado. I'm not blaming. That's where it gets political is why do we think there's climate change? You know, one like I uh, expressed, even Ben Shapiro, conservative commentator would say there's such a thing as climate change. Right. Just then, like you're saying, the argument or the debate becomes, is it man-made or right? What have you? Are we going through a cycle or whatever? But, um, yeah, when I was telling you when we got our hair did that it's like in front with Kathy, I was saying, yeah, you know, I was telling Jesse, I don't think you have more than, you know, a week that it gets over 90. And she goes, last year there was 90 days over 90. And I was like, huh? Scratch that. Get a fan, Jesse. Scratch that. I guess I was working in a grocery store for. (laughs) And we actually got what you can, if anyone's watching on the podcast, by the way, that cat's right over your head. That's funny. But this fan right here to the side of you. That's the white fan that we got that is a Arctic chill yeah. that doesn't do shit. So let me go ahead and yeah throw that yeah. out for anyone. Yeah. Um, so is what's that one over there? That's one I've had forever. It's just a regular old fan okay. with a filter. It's actually an air filter. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I've been I, seeing ads like the best, probably because they... They know? They know. Dupe you? They know that we've been looking at fans, but... Um, you know, are supposed to be these little tabletop things that are supposed to be really good. But I do think you've probably, I don't want to curse you, but I think you probably made it through the worst week. And it's going to heat back up tomorrow to the 90s, and but then the weekend's going to cool down. And hopefully we'll go through a normal cycle of gets hot, gets cold, gets hot, gets cool. Well, luckily what I got to discover in this time, these two weeks, is, you know, it could be worse. Yeah. As hot as it's going to get in here, when it's over 100 degrees out there, it's not unsurvivable in here yeah. and dexter you know who obviously is my main concern can go right. down in the basement stay cool down yeah. there which he's already shown that he does in fact that may be where he is right now no. <laughs> and i talked um, to you about my childhood in arizona i mean up until whatever age nine to 19 at least and then a few years beyond that here and there but 
there was no way to get away from the heat when I was young. We didn't have air conditioning. No shit. And, um, no. and we had an evaporative cooler. And Ken will tell me it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that there's water going through those pads. But I, I still have got it in my head that if there's hot water going through those pads, it's blowing, you know. And I, I'm hot not a scientist, and he's, he is smarter about things like that than I am, but it just, to me, had the impression of warm water going through there and then the warm air being blown on you. And, um, no, and, and I mean, I 100% could r- agree with that because yeah. with this thing, um, the whole, you know, they... They tell you put ice cubes in they it. They tell you how to set it up. Put me. ice cubes in it, yeah. and they say take that filter out, soak it, and put it in the freezer. Okay. So when I do that, yeah. put that thing frozen in there and ice cubes, it blows cool for 15, yeah. 20 minutes until that thaws out, the ice cubes melt, and then it's, yeah. Right. Makes sense to me. All I know is, is when I was younger, um, there was no way or nowhere to get away from it. It was like the swimming pool by August, by July, probably by June, but really by July and August it was like what people would go into a heated heated pool, you know, and <laughs> it was probably I don't know, you know, I'm just going to guess the temperature was in the 90s in the pool. That seems about right. It because where were we? 98.6, and you felt like you're going in wa- warm water, so maybe above body temperature to feel yeah. that maybe it was 100. So you know, again, you could get wet and come out, and maybe you'd catch a little bit of breeze and have. You know, chill, chill down for a minute, and then, and then the water out of the faucets. Like, I wasn't too worried about you here. You could go sit in a cold bathtub if you're yeah. going to have a heat stroke or heat exhaustion, or just or you, know. you said soak a t-shirt, sit under the fan. Yeah, yeah. Put a wet shirt on, sit under the fan, and probably have goosebumps in a few minutes. So, but we had nowhere to run away from it except to Colorado. And <laughs> and I remember. I think that was you I was telling the other day. It was like it felt good to be cold. Now I don't like being cold. I've lived here going on 40 years, 30, let's see, 1986, so 35 years. And now I'm like, I'm cold. Like this morning, I'm cold. But we used to come up, it was like, I'm cold. My lips are turning purple. (laughs) This is awesome. I got goosebumps. You know, we just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Your dad and I took ice skating lessons there was somewhere you could get away, okay? When I say there's nowhere you could get away from the heat, because I don't even think the stores like Kmart, and we didn't have Walmart, but I think they were stuffy and hot. They did build a mall when I was in my 20s, and I started hanging out in the mall. Um, when Daniel was born, I would put him in the stroller and go push him around the mall, <laughs> you stay know, cool. to stay cool. Yeah, go hang out there. But... Um, I think, I don't know how old your dad and I were, maybe 17, 18, 19, around that age. And we took ice skating lessons one summer because they kept it at, in the 50s in there. And um, and we went a few days a week. And, and where this was in the mall or just an ice skating mm, rink? It was an actual ice skating rink. Okay. I don't remember the name of it. Oh, shit, yeah, that's what, that, I would have a membership there or whatever yes. if you could. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. And we hung out at the, the ice rink. One, it was probably a summer we couldn't go away because it was it was normal to run away to Colorado and and um, it's funny now when I camp I'm looking yeah I don't want to be above eight thousand feet it gets too cold at night but back then it was like yeah let's get above ten thousand we'll really freeze you know so yeah it's a lot that's awesome 
Yeah. I mean, I, I can relate only in the most minor way because today taking a shower. Yeah. And it was, it only got down to 72 in here, but it was, I turned the shower off, um, full disclosure, because <laughs> I got a ghetto ass shower that's clogged up. And so oh, I'll yeah. like turn it off mid shower to let it drain all the way yeah. and get that chill. And I was like, I'm cold for the first time in <laughs> yeah. like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like far out. It was, cold. <laughs> yeah, it was not disappointing at all. Um, yeah. So after. Or wait, wait, did we did we go over Gem Lake? We didn't go over Gem Lake. Okay. So yeah. that's that's where we took the bathroom break. Yep. Yes. Okay. So I said before we dive into Gem Gem yeah. Lake, let me take a piss. Let's get prepared. So I guess to mention Gem Lake, I, you know, I yeah, I don't want Doug's diner to come sue me, but I don't it could or could not be their fault. I don't know. But um, could be the result of some food poisoning, maybe, yeah, maybe. because we did have breakfast. Um, and it's funny you talked about the friends that you made in your office yes. environments. And yes, because I got to see one of them. No, two of them. Anna, oh, you saw Vonda and Anna. And Anna, yeah. And, yeah. and was supposed to see three. Yeah. But Johnny, um, we'll get together another time. Yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully get to see her soon. She got distracted. Her husband took the day off work and was planning his birthday party. And Can't blame her. Yeah, and so she got... She um, so we went to Doug's Diner by ourselves. It was delicious. I thought it was as good. It's the one in Windsor, and I thought it was as good as one in Loveland. But I got home and had some food. I won't say poisoning. Poisoning sounds really strong, but foodborne illness symptoms. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've got my little health card, my safety thing from food training. (laughs) I used to be able to name you seven foodborne illnesses. Though when I got home, I get a text message from her basically asking, how's your stomach? Yeah. I'm good. Why? Yeah. And, and to put it as Jesse would, you know, I was hoping you would. Yeah, I'll go for it. It's like, I'm peeing out my butt. (laughs) And that's the best way to explain it. And no uh, better way, no better way. I was peeing out my butt, and it's a visual, <laughs> yeah. That, I'm not sure. I want people paints to have that. Of, sorry, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Speaking of paints of visual, it's like, yeah, paint in the back it, of the toilet bowl. What made me think of the, the outhouse as a gem lake because oh, that would paint a visual, yeah. And, um, but so anyway, I didn't feel bad, I didn't have a cramps or you know, real distress or anything, but it just didn't feel right for the next couple of days. Every time I ate, I was kind of running to the bathroom or um, questioning. I just felt a little queasy. And so that was on Tuesday. We had breakfast or brunch or whatever it was, lunch. And then um, we went hiking on Thursday, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Thursday. Cause and now let's go ahead and intertwine in here um, my... Um, how would we say my, my flirtation with my alcoholism? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> flirtation might not be the right word. My, f- my full blown or, um, affair <laughs> with alcoholism. Um, because on that same day we leave Doug's diner. Well, next to Doug's diner in Windsor is a liquor store. Mm. I promptly walked into <laughs> after we both got in our cars and I wait for her to drive away like a true alcoholic. <laughs> I'm like, don't let her see you walk in there. And I go in there and buy, yeah, two bottles of whiskey, with uh, a bottle of bourbon, big bottle of whiskey, local brands, because I like to support Colorado local when I'm in Colorado. And um, I finished one of those bottles, a full bottle of bourbon, before our hike. So, 
keep going. So it's hard to tell in his case what's self-induced and what is foodborne illness. <laughs> yeah. And in my case... Well, I have no doubt I had no food issues. Good. But I was yeah. hurting yeah. myself so for So you were already... Reasons. Yeah. So yeah. we each had different reasons for not feeling 100% when we hit the trail. Yeah. Although I felt fine. And then we had... And I'd, I wasn't like, uh, like you didn't even know, right? Okay. No. Until I told you. So. Right. And we met at Chick-fil-A so that when we got done with our hike, we actually parked there. Yeah. So with the intention of when we get done with our hike, we will have Chick-fil-A because we'd been talking about it all week. Because I'm a Chick-fil-A. F- I'm a Chick-fuck. Fucking fillet fanatic. <laughs> I'm a Chick Fil A fanatic. Yeah. Um, and you had some gift cards. You were thinking. Yep. Maybe. And so we had breakfast to start, yes. which I wanted to. You were like, "Oh, we're gonna go before," and I was like, "Yes, I want their breakfast and lunch because they have yep. a sausage and egg, basically like a, a muffin." You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I got that. You got a. I just had a biscuit. little chicken biscuit and um iced, iced coffee. coffee. And it tasted great, and we sat outside and ate it because it was all crumbly, and we wouldn't want to get your car dirty. And then that was your call. I thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And then we got up to Gem Lake, and and it's been hot. I mean, really, like we've been babbling about, but it's been really hot down here. But it wasn't cold up there. But I never felt like heat was really an issue. I didn't feel like oh, I have heat exhaustion or heat stroke or heat anything but I definitely didn't feel I mean I think I mentioned you know we start out and it's after a few hundred feet it's like oh man I can tell I'm gonna struggle today I don't feel like when we went up to Oozle Lake or Oozle Falls see Freudian slip I felt like I could have kept going up to Oozle Lake I felt like man I feel strong and great and good and we could just keep hiking if we you know had time and food and well and part of the thing was it was still covered with snow up there. I knew you'd have to trudge through snow. But a few hundred feet into Gem Lake, I'm like, I'm just feeling like I'm dragging myself up this. My legs feel like lead, and I just don't feel. And I was like, and I feel kind of nauseous, so let me take a break. No, but you did immediately say, like, in the first hundred feet, yeah. you were like, oh, this one's going to be tough. This is going to kick my butt. This is going to be tough. But I kept and going it, and going. Yeah, and it was what four hundred, five hundred more feet, maybe. I'm, I'm not just very to put far. a weird number yeah, on it. Yeah, and uphill, and so I'm, and then it's like I think I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> he's like, really? And like, he's like, get off the trail. And I'm, yeah, and I'm at uh, this point half taking her seriously because I don't know how serious her symptoms really are. And I never throw up. And yeah, it would just I don't throw and up. there was no reason for it. Either. And honestly, what got me was you didn't seem. I mean, the whole drive to i mean the whole morning Up of line, yeah. no symptoms or yeah. you didn't mention ever feeling any so i'm yeah i'm just going because we got people coming down the trail and people up coming up behind us so i'm like well let's get off the trail so you don't and, you, like, and i'm you still saying, at that point where i'm just standing there trying to hold it, it holding holding it back and like yeah and then you're at that don't talk to me don't look at me don't yeah and then it got to that point where i'm like move. come on come on get off the trail get off the trail and she's like i'm not fucking moving for anything right now <laughs> I'm just trying. yeah and then i did pull over off the trail and and threw uh, up a few feet yeah i mean yeah. you couldn't help it it's just you realized okay i'm really gonna throw yep, up i'm now. really gonna throw up so now she stepped off the trail as far as you could yeah yeah and then we went i tried to go a little more and then 
stepped off the trail again, and then we took a pretty good break. And I gathered my so not to be not to be too graphic though, uh, not that, <laughs> but what? Because it almost sounded more like retching to me, like you didn't actually throw up. There wasn't. I didn't. You know, when we say biscuit, I was gonna say, was there chicken biscuit? Was there coffee? Was it, it was mostly it, coffee with little bits of chicken. Yeah. It didn't sound like though. It was like. Yeah. Like it yeah. sounded painful. Yeah, there wasn't a lot going on. Ugh. There wasn't a lot. And and yeah, it's yeah. Everybody wants the details of my vomit. But <laughs> but I was holding back too. I hate I hate so that's why it sounded painful. Yeah, I hate um vomiting and so even when I'm like full wretch, my goal is to stop. Yeah. You know, and so I'm putting the brakes on it. And I know sometime, especially if you've ate or drank too much or whatever, it's good just to get it all out. But mm-hmm. I was I was putting the brakes on it and just trying to get I kept saying, get back to homeostasis, you know, and, well, and I'm not shy of vomit. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm no yeah. bitch when it comes to that. But I was it sounded so painful that I was like, are you like, let's we're good. We don't got to do this. Yeah. But yeah. miss, I've never not finished a hike. I've never here. not finished a hike. That I can remember. I mean, I'm trying to think if... If that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, if I would have sprained an ankle, but I never have, so I don't, you know. And, and then, yeah, not to not to quibble, but what is finish either. But we had set our goal for Jim Lake, and so I was like, we're going to go to Jim Lake. But it took a while to kind of just get everything to settle back down. And, and, um, and we... I trudged along and made it. We had to keep stopping. I said to Jesse, I'm glad that wasn't our first hike because he would have probably just, you know. Thrown in the towel on the last three? Thrown in the towel on the last three. Even like, i got to push this chick up the hill on a wheelchair or something. No, no. But but no, but I I did. I was glad that you'd seen like hike number two where I was like, I feel great. Let's keep going. And and I was, you know, just going really good. And the temperature was perfect on those other ones too, and cool. And I think the heat, maybe just the heat the last week, and and just weird food. And I did not have. But what you had said is you would have felt that way to begin with. But once I started, I kind of stole the stole the show, st- stole the and nausea show. And so yeah, I, w- I was going to go back and mention yeah. that is as she started to get sick, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, bitch, I'm the one who's supposed to be getting sick right now. <laughs> and so as she's like, I think I might throw up. I'm thinking, well, I still got to get her up the hill again, taking her <laughs> half seriously. So I'm like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say this. I didn't want to use this to guilt you into, you know, motivating. <laughs> and as I'm starting to basically say like, Hey, I'm hung over as fuck. So if anyone should be messed up right now, it's me before I can even get that out. That's when you start throwing up. And yeah. that's when all of my joking goes out the window and I'm like, just let's, can we turn around? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to watch her fucking. Yeah. But we we go and and I don't know if I put it to you this way, but I did. I told Daniel when we were talking, I was like, honestly, yeah, it was probably for me a little bit of a good thing you threw up. Did I tell you that? Well, you said it got your mind off of you because you got worried about me a little bit. And yeah, you were kind of yeah. It took it did any like oh I had it inside myself was just like okay now I got to <laughs> keep an eye on mom. <laughs> yeah, and then after that I'm well we'll go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll just say we get to Gem Lake, and um, at the top of Gem Lake is this 
rock overlooking yeah. Gem Lake where you had said you saw a picture. I did. That yeah. looks down into Estes from where Gem Lake is. With Mount Meeker and Long's Peak. And I'd never seen that view of it, but now I know it's because I've never climbed up that big rock, which, yeah, I would do. I, Even though I said I wasn't going to stop on the hike, I was smart enough to go, yeah, you don't go like scrambling up some rock thing right now when you're dizzy and and probably not in your best form. So. Whereas with my hangover now in the back of my <laughs> mind, I climbed this rock. Like I told you, you didn't see the way I went up. No. You would have shit yourself because <laughs> I really did. I go, I went up the dumbest way I could, and luckily I came down a better way. But coming down, I went, oh, I should came up this way too because I, yeah. I could have got hurt. <laughs> yeah. There was a good slip or two where I was like, and I'm glad I was wearing the shoes that I was. Um, and it, it did, though, it made me feel like a little kid again. Good. So, yeah. Good. Got to the top, took some beautiful pictures. Yeah. Climbed back down. Um, yeah, Gem Lake is, it's different than any of the other hikes because there's this beautiful little lake up on top, but it's not a lake. It's the size of a pond. And the the thing that's usually so picturesque about it is you get this perfect mirror image of of that rock with the with the water but it was breezy enough up there that it's i don't want to say it's redeeming quality but it's most stunning feature wasn't available because it was breezy so the the but i've got pictures in the past where i was telling you you could just flip the picture and you don't know which side is oh is that the reflection or is that yeah. the actual thing and and it's fun when you take photos um, just to play with that and all the reflections and, and things. But um, I'm glad you got to go up and see the see the view yeah, of the mountain. The view of the whole like opening yeah. looking down. And then, so how did you feel once we got up there? Fine. Fine. Relieved. Yeah, and we met someone on the way up who was like, and it's the downhill that's the <laughs> toughest. You yes, know? a couple from Kansas. Yeah, and, and he had me going for a minute or two. I was like, well, crap, my legs are a little wobbly. And, you know, it's the, the pebbly rocks are slippery and, and it's like, am I going to, you know, have, a, but, but again, good. another moment where she's, and maybe just cause you wanted to catch your breath, but took about five minutes to talk to these people. It felt like, <laughs> oh, and where are you from? Oh, Kansas city. And how long are you going to be here? Well, you guys should try this one. Yeah. I'm telling you if you can, and they probably took your suggestion so. you could take a bus <laughs> all the way up to bear lake and then you just hike back down through oh yeah yeah no you were yeah. giving them the full that's when we dude. did we did several years ago and that's one of my favorite hikes you talked to them for so long that as we walked away i think the joke i threw at you went over your head because oh, i go do you need to catch your breath again <laughs> And you go, you go, nope, no, I'm, I'm great. Fine. I talked for five minutes and I'm like, I know that was, that was yeah. that's the point. Yeah. yeah. So no, I felt fine once I got up there and, and, um, I waited around the water and that was great. And that water wasn't brain freeze cold because it's just kind of sitting there. No. Yeah. And there was, there, it wasn't, it wasn't super crowded like a weekend, but there were some kids running around and it was a little noisy for, meditative reflectiveness yeah no there was a lot of people yeah <laughs> and so uh, yeah you can speak on this but let me say uh you know not to sound like i'm bitching but wow how many people are on these trails these days yeah and honestly i probably picked some of the most popular trails too so you gotta you got although we didn't go to the bear lake trail and the bear lake corridor which is but yeah and when we're doing it in on the middle of a weekday yeah that's what got me well i i was it it was lily 
sister Lily and I one and this was a couple years, this was pre COVID and we went up on a Tuesday and it took us 45 minutes to get a parking spot to hike near Bear Lake. You know, it, it took us 45 minutes to get a parking spot to get on the shuttle bus to take us up. And that was three, four years ago. And I was like, this really stinks, you know, because we the parking lot was full and we we're just waiting for someone to come down, leave to where we and there were probably four or five other cars doing the same thing in front of us. So um, COVID has been both obviously a curse, but the blessing to it is even though I'm cranky about having to get a pass like I was telling you once you get that pass and you're in there you're kind of um I think they're only at like 60 percent capacity or something right now so it is less crowded than usual and you're one of the chosen ones now it's like oh I got in and um yeah but then all that tells me is there's no prospect of it getting better no no it's no. only gonna get worse no. and there's a reason they put the Rocky the National Park over the prettiest places in this area i mean that's yeah you're not gonna pick the ugly place and make it the national park but um locals for the most part don't hike there you know it is out of towners and and i wanted to go to the yeah the prettiest parts because you know because we had planned hikes and so um but last year when i went and my friend Anna and I went, it was a real pain because we were wearing masks and you don't want to hike in your mask. And so, but every time you came up on a person, you'd put it up and it was just like, it was frustrating. It doesn't was feel like, like hiking it anymore. It didn't feel like hiking, no. And that was around Bear Lake. We did something around Bear Lake. And, um, and yet there, for me, you know, you saw how I talked to everyone. I like to see people out there enjoying themselves and hiking and I like sharing in that with them because I did look up Poudre Canyon and there's hikes you and I could do that we wouldn't see anyone. But even that, it feels a little, um, what's the word, remote or, which is great. I mean, we'll, we'll do those someday, but, but there's, I don't know. It's still that teenager who got to come to Colorado and me who likes going to Grand Lake and having the ice cream and being part of the, being part of the tourist scene a little bit, you know? But it's also nice to get somewhere like we did at Oozle Falls the other day where no one was up there, yeah. you know, when we got to the actual falls. And Gem Lake didn't have that. It was like, ah, oh, there's too many people that day. Um, it was still a wonderful hike either it way. It was, yeah. Made even more wonderful by the fact we actually completed it without dying. Without dying, yes. And we have... It'll be memorable, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that will It'll go like, in the yeah, memory bank. Yeah, well, we could go to Gem Lake. Which one's that? The one I barfed on? Oh, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, no, three, four years ago, I might not remember exact year it happened, yeah, but yeah. I will never forget, ah, oh, the hike that Mom threw Yeah, and it's kind of is, um, it, it, again, if you put it on social media, I must have had four or five people come out. I love that hike. That's great. Uncle Donald said, oh, that's one of my favorites. I said, yeah, it's weird, though. It keeps getting steeper every year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and because I do remember, seriously, though, we take little kids up there, you know, and it was just like, oh, it's an easy hike to take kids on. I'm going, I don't remember, but, yeah. We saw some little kids on there, We, yeah. we did see little kids, and, um, and yeah, a lot of people commented it's their, it's their favorite. So I guess if you're, I was trying to hit the trifecta of hiking, and I think we had, you know, the Estes Park view, um, the west side of the national park, the east side of Wild Basin, and then Gem Lake, mostly just because it's close, 
it's easy to get to and and easy to come home from. It's not like I mean we were home by three or three thirty yeah. that day. No, it's it wasn't like um yeah Grand Lake Grand Lake which is, right. is a trip a whole affair. But yeah, it was a great last hike to wrap up the vacation on, and we were going to end the vacation by doing this, and we didn't until now. Well, um, you extended vacation. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Funny you could day. say that. <laughs> um, yeah. Saturday night, I proceeded to jump into my last bottle of whiskey and had a, a great night and then had a very horrible Sunday. Um, but I do want to touch on that more in a little bit. Um, how you doing? You still with me? Me? Yeah, yeah I'm you're good. Doing, you're doing great. I'm good. You're doing better than me. Yeah. Well. Um, but I did want to go back now um, and not bombard you with questions about your father but being around father's day but you talk about young dawn and now i'm just curious when did young dawn get into hiking Hmm. when did that become because you had this love for colorado everything colorado like you say being from arizona and it was your escape and john denver and john elway and yeah john elway was probably later but no it just pops into my mind right away that and it wasn't hiking but i was four or five when we lived in Wisconsin and I would just naturally go out the back door and you know I don't have again your perspective is so different from when you're a little kid and I'd probably go there now and be like oh it was just you know like right out the back door or something but we lived on two acres and just getting to the edge of the whatever say wood it wasn't thick woods but there was a river that ran behind the two acres and the uh, root river i'm just gonna throw names out there and then i'll have to look them up because we lived on west river road but i don't even know the name of the river but as a kid when i would leave the house i would just head down to the river and there was a trail that ran not ran but yeah, it ran. <laughs> just went. Well, I was thinking I didn't run on it. I was like, yeah. I heard the word "run" and ran and got scared because <laughs> uh, I don't run. Um, but it meandered, to use a fancy <laughs> word, it meandered along this river, and it would just kind of go up and down and around, and it just followed the length of the river. And I think in my mind, I had this barrier. It was like, or maybe my mother told me, "Don't go any further than." you know, these people's place down that way and no further than, you know, so I had that hole along the river. And so that was just where I went. And, um, you know, I always, I probably told you that I know I did Daniel and I don't know if I did you, but bedtime story. And you'd be like, tell me a story. And you know, I'd tell the story about how I went out one day and I was like five years old and I was walking along that trail and it got so foggy that you couldn't see like, your hand in front of you. And um, and so, you know, I made my way back to the house the best I could, not being able to... Not being able yeah. to... Yeah, and I think I was pretty good with directions even then, but it was totally disorienting as a five-year-old, four or five, maybe, I don't know, right around that age. And, and then um, I could hear Grandma's voice. She was, Dawn! coming through the fog so it was like a foghorn <laughs> it was like you know I made my way toward, toward that voice and she didn't seem especially panicked and 
I might have been a little panicked, but it was more just like, oh, oh, I made it. You know, just this feeling of relief. And and um, so when you asked me that question, where did your love of hiking? It was just a, that's the first trail I remember just walking, naturally walking along that trail. And then um, going up to Michigan was kind of the same way. But coming to Colorado, it became just when we first start coming up to Rocky Mountain National Park. Let's, let's not jump that far ahead yet. So you're four years old walking this trail. Four How does that love develop into these, this, this obsession, this lifestyle that you now live? With hiking, it really does jump forward to being a teenager. Um, I mean, I've always had a love for the outdoors. Like we, we lived in Ohio for a year, and the same thing as kids would... A group of us would take off, walk down the road to the railroad tracks, walk along the railroad tracks, hang out under the trestle or the bridge, swim in the river under the bridge in Ohio. And now, Did you live in Michigan? Because you talk about Michigan, too. About yeah, Okay, so the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, I call it the motherland because mm-hmm. that's the best way to explain it. And that's where Grandma was born. That's where her father is from. That's where all the roots are for her family and i don't think i've actually don't ever you know. yeah don't you know yeah you betcha a youpers i don't think i've ever had citizenship in michigan and yet to me it's the motherland because that's where her ancestors and her family came from that's where my grandfather built the cabin that we all call the shack um many families landed in the shack when they were having, (laughs) I'll call them transitional times, you know? Mm -hmm. So people getting divorced, people running away from home, teenagers wanting to, I'm talking more about um, the Van Develders because they actually own the shack, but um, probably Ed when he was 17, 18, you know, wanting to leave home. So many of us called the shack home for periods of time, I think, For me, uh, my mom would leave my father. I was two or three years old. We'd end up at the shack. So spend a winter there without heat. I mean, there was like a, I think they put oil in the heater. Um, No running water. Okay, then you're you're how old at this point? Three, four, two, three, four. We ran away from home more than once. Because I'm going, now I'm thinking of, you were talking about teenage Dawn. Yeah. Going, my lips are turning blue. This is exciting. Yeah. It's like, you've been cold before. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't ever remember being. Those years were more. Cold. Yeah. It's weird because I remember it being cold, but I don't ever remember viscerally being cold yeah what i remember is you know my grandpa taking and wrapping me up in a blanket and probably a snowsuit and throwing me over his shoulder and taking me out into the woods with you know i'm looking around but with snow being it had to be 10 feet tall i mean i again feel like it was over his head yeah so maybe over six feet and you know, but as a kid, I mean, that's why people love the movie Frozen. It's it's a it's a wonderland, and it's the feeling. You know, you can relate to this. It's not where you are; it's the feeling you have. You know, and my grandpa paying attention to me and wrapping me up and taking me out there in, in the woods was exciting. And I remember being in kindergarten or first grade, and 
I know it was below zero. I remember hearing that it was below zero, but we went out for recess. I mean, can you imagine kids going out for recess now in 30 below or something? Uh, it's it's what we did too in school. Yeah, I mean, in our yeah. day, it's funny. Yeah. I talked to Daniel and we got maybe one, two snow days our entire school yeah. careers. And it, I mean, there were, well, other than the time that it caved in the roof of my school, it that's snowed true. so much. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what it took though for you to miss school is that the roof had to cave in. Right. Where these days... Again, I sound like an old man. No, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, I I remember as clear as can be the snow forts that the kids would build. And mm-hmm. I think kids, would you'd have to have a password to get in or you'd have to pay someone a dime. I mean, you know, there was like Lord of the Forts, you know. <laughs> I mean, they ruled their, their snow forts. and But how cool it was. They'd make blocks out of snow. And, and I'd say we'd make igloos as a kid. Did you? Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. And I remember that. And and then, again, in Wisconsin, same house with the river behind, bundling up, going to the river, maybe getting what we called a soaker, where your foot would go through the ice, get wet, um, making my way back home. My mom would turn the oven on low. I'd sit in a chair with my feet up on the oven, you know, and then they'd start unthawing, your feet would, and they'd start... They'd itch. Yeah, they itch and tingle, you know. So, you know, they were, but it was never like. I say, that's bad for you, right? Probably. (laughs) But it wasn't like, I'm cold. I mean, no, we just, I didn't want to come in. It'd be like, time to come in. I don't want to come in, you know. And it's funny you say you don't remember being cold as a kid because even as a teenager, I mean, I, you know, skateboarding and stuff, we would skate in the freezing cold, and I don't know how we did it. And I do it in like a sweatshirt, you yeah. know? So I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember ever being cold until, you know, camping trips up to Colorado. Like I said, we were enjoying it, but there were nights when it was like, okay, I can't sleep, I'm too cold, I'll get up and make a fire, you know? So I have that memory of, oh, it's too cold to sleep. And again, we didn't have camping gear like people use for the mountains. We we come up with like, Things people would use for a slumber party, yeah. you know, for our sleeping bags, just some little true out of town or yeah. Shit. And your dad, I was had an, not always, but he had an army sleeping bag, and I think, you know, I'd crawl in that with him. Grandma would let me crawl in with him to get warm because I was probably teeth chattering and everything. And then I think he got me one at some point, and it rolled. We lost it. It didn't get tied down to the top of the car, and so. Oh, we stopped in Leadville and bought a bag that wasn't rated to, you know, what it should be. <laughs> so, so I do remember being cold then, but not as a kid ever being cold. And so, yeah, that's the Michigan connection is the shack. And those are my memories. You know, Ken has, there's a place in Colorado and you've driven by it recently called Stoneham. And that's his, his UP for him is a child growing up in Fort Collins, they would go out to Stoneham, and that's where his grandparents were. And, you know, when you're out there now, there's nothing. It's, I was going to say, it's literally a town of, like, ten people. Yeah, and it's not scenic. I mean, the first time I saw the cemetery, I thought, oh, God, please don't bury me here. It looks, it looks like hell. I mean, it's the prairie. But I've grown through his memories and his, you know, things. I've And watching the movie Centennial, I've grown fond of it out there because that was his his Michigan, his UP and is where his grandpa would take him and, and you know, we would say a water a water and a toothpick or something. They'd go for a water and a toothpick or something like that. You know, we'd take him to the go local for a water and a toothpick. Yeah. You know, that was the local yeah. bar where you would go and he'd 
it's just you probably have a coke and a, some you know i would never want to live there but i can appreciate it because of i've probably already spoken to on the show what brought me here originally was that first visit i came up to see daniel and i went for the first time instead of going through denver i went through eastern colorado yeah and coming that way i was like this place has not and like you say the prairie yeah no that again being um into Red Dead Redemption, this video game, right. where you catch fish in the mountains, you shoot alligators in the swamp, while there's also like the prairie lands, the yeah. Great Plains. The Great Plains, And exactly. the pronghorn deer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as I'm driving through eastern Colorado, I'm like, oh, there's What's a pronghorn. A pronghorn? Yep. Oh, shit, yeah. Yep. And it, you're right, there's nothing. No, and you mentioned the piney grasslands cool. recently, like, oh, what about hiking? And I was like... Uh, that's not my style. I do that in April, maybe, you know, and we'll have to remember to do that because it's a great place for um, wildflowers. Mm. If if the fall, no, that's backwards. If the spring gets wet, a good rainfall, that's the fall part of it. Yeah, wet. And I took Grace out there one time, and that's part of a song I wrote for With Grace, I've slept on the prairie. And we did. I was, you know, we hiked a little, and I was like, oh, I'm sleepy. And she sprawled out, and I sprawled out, and that was written about Pawnee grasslands, just sleeping out there. And there was hardly anyone that day, and so we took a nap out on the prairie. And so, yeah, there's a beauty in the prairie, but it's also relentless. If you watch, if you ever get bored and you watch movies about um, the Dust Bowl, these people who were like, oh, yes, They'll give us 100,000 acres of land, and then they didn't want to leave it. It was their homes and their life, and the kids died from the dust in their lungs. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, yeah. Well, that's... um. We watched that whole Ken Burns special on it. And it's, okay. It, it really is... The photos from it are amazing. And One of my favorite movies, Oh Brother, Where Out Thou? Yeah. And the scene where oh, he yeah. goes to his cousin... Yeah. And yeah, it's the middle one. It's just. Is that where she ran off? Dust. To? Yep. She we ran. say that. O F F T. Well, because of Grace, you know, we were yep. like, she ran, she ran off. She ran off. Yeah. She ran O F F T. She ran off. Um, but yeah, and all the cows that are just skeletons yeah. because they yeah. got nothing to eat. And yeah, you need to watch that special. I mean, it was oh, really. I don't know what I do. It's a. Well, it's. You know, just the, again, and then people, when they took off, they took off to California. Mm -hmm. It's where they would go. And then a lot of people have lived in, I mean, a lot of settlers from California started off here. And then the people who did keep their places, I don't know how they did it. And, I mean, they lost family members. And, and the, you know, talk about depression, not the depression, but it was during the depression, too, which is amazing. But if you could live through that and not get depressed, there's something... They need to study their brain makeup to see how they did that because to just have that dark cloud descend upon you and it would, I think, last for days sometimes. And and in the movie Centennial, not to give it away, but I think the woman kills herself. Oh, it gets worse than that. In the scene, she kills herself and all her children. She lo loses her shit and, oh. you know. and uh, Now I'm actually starting to want to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... It's pretty interesting. So anyway, back to Stoneham. That was Ken's up UP, and and you know where he'd go as a boy. And back he loved to it. Young Don. Yeah. And yeah, no Stoneham, Eastern Eastern Colorado. Yeah, What's cool so about there being nothing out there is it really is like a snapshot in time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, until you get to Sterling and these you know smaller towns, which they're still small towns, but mm. yeah, as you're driving through the plains, it's like 
Well, just another. Imagine crossing this shit in a horse and buggy. A little sidebar, but we went to a museum in Denver, a Denver Museum of something, something, because they had a John Denver exhibit, and I wanted to go see that. And they showed his guitars and some of his outfits. And but they had something from I think it was New Raymer, which is out there, mm-hmm. and they have this old car that you can drive, and then there's this um, video screen. So it's like you're in old times. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's really. And they had. They had a, oh, and it's coming to me now. They had a yearbook from back then. And Ken and I, you take your picture and we put our picture all over their yearbook, like, you know, most likely to, I want to say succeed, but no, it's fun. You know, you just mess with it. (laughs) Goofy. Yeah, it's an interactive display. It is, though. And it's goofy because you do all these old, you know, dress yourself in the in the hairstyles and and things of the people back then. But but there was a lot of um, civilization out there at that time. And his his Ken's grandpa drove a fuel truck, and there was a railway that went through there, and and so anyway, when he talks about that back to Young Don, that was my Upper Peninsula, Michigan, with the copper mines, and um, we were watching. I was one. watching Steve the other day, YouTuber Steve, and he goes, "Oh, the pulp mill." Now I'm like, "Oh, the pulp mill." <laughs> I just got all nostalgic because he's talking about the smell. But Ontonagon, Michigan, had a pulp mill, and that's where they made paper. He was talking about making toilet paper, mm-hmm. and yeah, all the trees around that area were dead, and there's a distinct smell. But for me, it's nostalgic. It's like, "Oh, the pulp mill," you know, and. Um, my grandpa worked out in the woods cutting pulp. That's what I don't even know if people use that word if they're not talking about orange juice pulp or something. Because yeah. I mean, we'd say, "What well, did your grandpa do? Cut, cut pulp?" And people knew what you're talking no, about. And that's the thing. When Steve said pulp mill, it went in one okay. ear and out the other yeah. for me because I'm yeah. like, um, "Pulp mill." I got goofy. I was like, oh, "Register it's a pulp mill." So, but as you mentioned, dead trees. I'm sorry. We're going to rewind. It's going to be very random. But I wanted to mention also how Grand Lake how many dead trees there were. Yeah, the beetle kill. No, the beetle kill is extensive in Grand Lake, and then they just had this huge fire, which was called the Lone Troublesome Fire. And she sent me a picture. East East Troublesome Fire? She sent me a picture of this is where all the fire was, because as we're hiking Grand Lake, you can tell all around Grand Lake is burnt, except the town. And you're like, holy shit, they got lucky. Well, then you sent me a picture. Yeah. They literally showed that this fire for... However many miles had engulfed the entire mountain around them, and it literally circled them. Yes, it did. And I read. But the town still. Yeah. Yeah, I sent you a picture of the map, but I read the article and a few articles, and it. How did they do that? How did, did they say? save the town? Yeah. It did. It said it's coming up over the ridge. We need to save this subdivision, and it's probably the one we looked at up there where the Grand Hotel is, and yeah. the firefighters just, you know, created a blockade or a barrier to to push the fire back in that area, yeah. which probably saved the town. But the the one that really got me, or the quote that got me, and I won't quote it word for word, but it was basically, they said, oh, no, it'll never get that big overnight or, you know, in a day. And It was record-setting, right? It was record-setting. This thing blew up, and I'm not going to even give numbers, but over... They, it, it grew w- an impossible it was, yeah, an amount. In, an impossible, scientifically impossible. Yeah. Or obviously not because it happened, <laughs> but unpresent, unprecedented historically, scientifically, that a fire <laughs> could. Yeah. And yeah. it was what they call the perfect storm. It was the wind, the heat, the direction, everything. Um, 
it, two people did lose their lives because, again, it was an impossibility that, yeah. that it was going to happen. And they compared it to the one in California. And, you know, we're guilty or I'm guilty of sitting here in Colorado and you hear about the, see, I don't even know the name of it. It has one word. But the fire that killed like 86 people or 80-something people in California. Because same thing, it just engulfed them in a way that it shouldn't have happened or they didn't think was possible to happen. So luckily this, we only lost two people, but it was the same type of scenario where it just overtook things crazy. Well, I just I thought of that when we were talking about Grand Lake, but we didn't bring it up. And yeah. I wanted yeah. to mention that again, yeah, just because... That well, was it, and like I said, as we came over and we came into it, as I was like, it's still a sight to see. It's a yeah. devastating and depressing sight to see, but it's still a sight to see. It's insane. Well, what was interesting too is the huge day it blew up. I think it was October twenty eighth, and again, climate change or whatever. But Grand Lake. By October, it's usually, there's some good snowstorms by that time of year. And there's ski areas opening around here before Thanksgiving, you yeah. know. And it's like October 28th. I'm, that's, no kidding. And I was in Utah. We were in Utah camping, and I was tuning off. I wasn't listening to my phone and watching news, and didn't. I just wanted to check out. But, you know, we had heard, we had fires all summer with the big Cameron Peak fire. And so I was like, ah, fire, 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 meow, 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 was all I was hearing. And then when we went over there the other day, I'm like, huh? I think I heard about this. And I started Googling it, and it's like, holy crap. I'm, I'm amazed that the town's there because, as you're saying, on a map, there's this little bitty speck with, yeah, you know. Quite literally. Yeah, all around it. And it, was a, it was a sight to see. Amazing. And I really thought when we got there, I started going into future tripping, going, oh, my God, the trail's going to be closed. We came all this way, and they're not going to have the trail open because it didn't look... When it looked like they did? It didn't look They had possible. the roads closed. and yeah, yeah, the roads were closed, and, and we're looking around. at charred mountains, but again, up and the And the way. first place that we did try to go was closed. Right. Up at the It pass. was closed up there, yeah. But when we got in that little corner there, it was green and open and we did see like remember that charred spot just this random charred spot one tree yeah that clearly had caught fire exactly oh and reading that story too that's what they said it was like these balls of fire were coming and hitting and lighting that's what it looked like yeah lighting things on fire so So, yeah so young dawn okay teenage dawn teenage dawn and to answer your question I, I've been telling you how I'm task motivated, I guess. And I just, ding, just this very second, put the connection of them together. But we came up here, and we go on a trail. And in the shops, and I've shown them to you, but in the gift shops, there'd be these little patches. Ah, um, uh, yes. You got it, yes. And the outside of them, they're just these little things you could sew on your um, hoodies. We called them, why we... We didn't even call them hoodies back then. They're sweat jackets. Uh, hoodies, it feels like, is a word that came up in my t- youth. Yeah. Yeah, did it? Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Because even I for me, it was sweatshirts. I was going to say, point, oh, my sweat hoodies. jacket yeah. is what comes to my mind of picturing this jacket. I had that zipped up with a hoodie. And, um, and so it was like we'd hike a trail, and I'd want one of those patches to show I hiked it. 
and then the um, border on it was sewn in a color that would show how far you went. So I remember this dark green was like the close ones, like Copeland Falls. Calypso Cascades was maybe another color. And by the time you got to Oozle Falls or Oozle Lake, you earned a different color. And if anybody else, I don't know if anyone else was into them at that time, but they would they would know. If you saw these on people's backpack, you'd know, oh, that's hardcore. Do they, they still do those? Yes. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And I think I tried to get you guys into it when you were kids. And, and No, you definitely did. That's why the second I you said patches, anybody, I went, Yeah, I couldn't motivate They were the, the technical name in the store is trail tags, you know. Trail tags. Trail tags, yeah. Well, be honest. How many other people do you see rocking trail tags? None. <laughs> and, but I think maybe in the 70s and 80s, I would see them on people's backpack yeah. because you'd be out on the trail and people would attach them or affix them on their backpack. And so you knew, like I said, wow, they're hardcore. They made it all the way up to... But again, this is back in a day when this is a niche hobby, right? Yeah, yeah. Hiking wasn't like we fucking just said what it is today. Yeah, that's true too. Like you could have went out on one of those trails and been a whole day by yourself, no? Yeah. Well, on the high, the big high ones for sure. Yeah. 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 You know, probably like the... You so know. that's why when, yeah, you yeah. rock these tags, because yeah. when you saw someone else with them, it was like, oh, you're one of the few. Yeah. It was. It was well, like cool I said, the club. ones with the dark green, those were just for the day trippers. I mean, the people, uh-huh. you know, like we did. Like, oh, like, look at this yeah, poser. Like Gem Lake, Copeland Falls, you know, those were the, yeah, they were the um, just real easy ones. But, you know, it's like. Great. A, it, so what you're saying is we just did all these. No, I would say Oozle Falls was a step up and. And so for me, it was there was something motivating about that. And and even though it's not the motivating factor for me, still it's still in the back of my mind that, oh, that's not the wussy hike. That's you know that's a, a step beyond, or that's, and you'd have to overnight actually to accomplish that. And you know I've never done that actually because I am a wuss. I don't want to have to carry my gear. Maybe I get that alpaca or llama. I looked up; it was a llama. It was a llama. It was a yeah, llama because the sign said. Remember, yeah. I told you. Yeah. No but pack I'm not animals, that but llamas. Now, but but if maybe I get the llama to carry my stuff for me. I do an overnighter or something. So the, you were a teenager though when you discovered these patches, uh-huh. and that literally became a motivating factor. Totally. What uh, what age? Fourteen, fifteen. Um, probably the year nineteen. 19- 78, 16, 15, the year I I was 15, the year I turned 16. And so dad's in the picture for all this? Yeah, dad's in the picture. Because I don't think at the time, the first time I came up to Rocky Mountain National Park, I think I was 13 or 14, and we met the Van Develders. We drove up from Arizona, and Auntie Kit, Tony Joe, and a friend of Auntie Kit's drove over from Michigan. And those were the first years of, starting to hike but but i didn't know the system i think those silly little trail tags i could look at a map find a place on it associate it with a trail tag Mm -hmm. and how far you were going and and sit there that map they give you mine's laying on the kitchen table right now but um you know map things out and make a plan you know to to where you could get three tags if you did this or four tags if you you know did this so yeah which is funny by the way because who's in charge of the tags the you're, you're just buying your own tags you, right you buy, i know i know so any yeah. asshole could go buy like oh of course yeah <laughs> but it's like 
it's you know, the honor system. Yeah, yeah, because it's the accomplishment. Yeah, and you know when Ken would say, "I'd never." hike anywhere i can't drive a jeep too you know or ride a motor and and Wait, I, so he's not a hiker he's not a hiker oh. not at all <laughs> i got a good story about that you're welcome uh, yeah <laughs> i Two weeks you know what it hasn't been lost on me that i had to give birth to it to hike <laughs> <laughs> i thought about that one it was like well there well I, and only half yeah <laughs> yeah because the other one That's won't true. either that's true. And the funny part I tried. Of it, I tried to get him to go with us. My I did brother. think that the other day. I thought, I wonder if Jesse's just doing this for me. But either way, I'm really glad we got to do it. But Halfway. I thought, I thought, you know, he might just be doing this for me because I'm getting old. No, honestly, halfway, and then you made the comment of it on this mountain, and it's, of course, on the one where she fucking throws up on the way up. <laughs> Coming back down, she's like, who knows how much longer I'm going to be able to be doing these, and so this is good that we're doing this because I might not. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. shut the yeah. fuck up. You'll be doing this till you're 80. I trying to do the guilt trip, but... but no, but it was, to yeah. answer your yeah. curiosity, half and half. I mean, obviously... There's something I'm gaining from it as well because I'm, I'm enough of a narcissist that I'm not going to do it if there's not something in it for right. me. But there was very much. I told you Mother's Day last yeah. month. I was like, hey, don't expect shit for Mother's Day, but I got a vacation coming up and it's all yours. Right. So Yes. Yes. Thank you. Happy very late and Mother's Day. I did Day. think that. I thought I finally got someone to go hiking with me. But yeah, I had to give birth to, you know, give birth to it. But but I'm glad. So, um, Dexter's soft shoot. kitty tail, just yeah. be careful because yeah. he will snap, <laughs> especially at the yeah, the tail touches <laughs> or the feet. <laughs> Little boogers in front of us. So, yeah, I hate exercising and I hate going to the gym. And, Ditto. and I will, but I don't where know where do I get that from. Yeah, I know where you I got hate hard work, the gym <laughs> ethic. So, so it is kind of um, interesting that I'm motivated by a hike and. And it might have started with those patches, but but like you, the question you asked is, I had the love for it when I, I mean, I was just just a little kid. Yeah. So then, what, what was, what was the ten years in between, you know, four and fourteen when you're getting to express this love and come out to Colorado? What are those ten years like? Where you're, are you just itching to? Not are you really. are you finding as much nature around you as you can in the areas that you are? Like you said, Ohio and yeah, like taking off with the kids to go. Under the railroad tracks in Ohio, um, I knew I wasn't supposed to walk to town. I mean, you know, again, I'm nine, eight, eight years old. The year we lived in Ohio, and I remember walking across the cornfield to town. Uh, you know, now I'm like, why? So I guess it was for the sake of walking. I think there was something about walking to see what was around the corner. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the feeling when I was four or five years old. What's around that corner? What's around that corner? So it's the joy of discovery, and and I think that's what it was. And then in Arizona, we lived in a, a trailer park, but it was fenced off, and over the fence was Indian Reservation, and I went over the fence as much as I could. And again, it was walking, just walking, wandering, Picking pecans, you know. I look back now and go, God, I'm surprised I never ran into a rattlesnake or a scorpion. Or, you know, um, I was watching a YouTube video last night. Ken and I were in this guy's motorcycle broke down in the desert, and he's like, "Holy mother of God, there's a rattlesnake!" I mean, you know. And now I have a fear of him, but as a kid, I guess you don't fear what you don't see. But um, the the Indians would, 
you know, they, they had a problem with alcohol and they would just be passed out back there on, in the, anyway, there was old car seats, there was old chairs, old furniture that, and I wouldn't think anything of going back there. You know, so I was always looking to, to, to hop the fence, you know, and, and get away and walk. And, um, and you know what, even when I was coming to think of it, I, I joined some walkathons. You know, as a teenager, I remember doing one in Arizona. So I was probably eighteen or nineteen, probably for muscular something, muscular dystrophy. I did a couple up here. Um, I, I remember that. Yeah. So you just like walking is yeah. what you're getting at. I like walking because I do remember we'd go on walking trails as yes. a kid. Like yeah. we just go walk, not necessarily through the mountains, yeah. but yeah, walk a trail. I think it's what other people call meditation for me. Walking. Uh, they, now they call them walking meditations. I'm like, I think I was doing that my whole life. No, it's yeah. uh, it's fun. It's funny that we're getting this out. Yeah. As right now, because I'm, because I'm the same way. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's why I could walk from, you know, Johnstown to Loveland. For those right. that don't know, you know, it's like 13 mile walk, and I would walk that overnight. You yeah. know, in a period of seven hours or whatever yeah. to go see my friends. But it was. The journey. Yeah. Yeah, that I didn't mind. Nope. It, you know, it's funny because our friend Randy, he would come walk to see us. He didn't have a car. And he'd walk in 100-degree weather, and um, and it would be like 20 miles, you know, looking back yeah. on it. Well, no, and so then I look back that. on that comparably, yeah. and I go, fuck, I was the Randy of my friends. Well, yeah. Which, kind of. God bless you, Randy, was not a great thing. But <laughs> we never thought of it as weird to walk somewhere i guess it was just so before we called it hiking or like you said before hiking was a a sport we walk we walked a lot hey. got a visitor i do hey baby one well, and then, yeah i mean growing up and it's funny again about kids these days or whatever Ooh, he's gonna cuddle you oh you should feel honored i Look do feel that. honored i do feel honored um because in Johnstown growing up, I mean, we walked everywhere as well. So, yeah, yeah, dad wasn't. It's weird. I get so, and not to go all political or, you know, current social commentary, but I get really weirded out by seeing these elementary schools where, like, parents are lined up down the street. Because apparently, at least as one friend explained it to me, her kid, they won't let him out of school. Unless you pick him up. Yeah. And it, you have to have, you know, your fucking permit thing on yeah. your car or whatever, numbered and specifically. And, like, they won't let a kid out of school anymore unless an adult's there to get them. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, you, after the divorce, you moved to a place that was not far from my elementary school. Right. But it was right across the Greenbelt. And it was, yeah, you're going to walk to school every morning across yeah, the Greenbelt. Yeah, just open up the... It's why we moved there is because I could just walk out we the back door. We could open up the sliding glass door and, and walk to school, yeah. but um, vice versa, walking home. The furthest anyone, what's the furthest anyone walked? Because Daniel walked to Garfield, which was, it's not a big deal, but it was like two blocks. I walked know. from, and going back to Johnstown, it was, you know, and, and Dad has broke it down for me since that it really wasn't that far. It yeah. was only about a mile and a half, two yeah. miles. But still, in a mile that's and a half, a two walk. miles yeah. for a middle schooler. Yeah. And that's what I, because that's where the bus stop was at the high school. And that, that was for my entire life. Because then he, once I started going to high school, I was walking to the high school still. Right. Just not to take the bus to the middle school. Well, when we were kids, the bus actually picked you up 
where you lived. Yeah. And it seemed like as you guys got older, you'd have to walk a mile to the bus stop, which... what it Well, what it was was... But, I mean, like over here in Loveland, I don't know. I'm, no, I'm not in Loveland. I'm in Greeley. But over in Loveland, you would have to go to a meeting point where the bus would come. And that's, yeah. well, and, and back to then versus now, I see the same thing. I see kids getting picked up and dropped off in front of their house. And I'm like, we used to all, yeah, yeah. meet at a location. And now the reason, though, why, like, you might walk so far to high school is because if you wanted to catch the bus to the high school, the bus is coming you know, the opposite way yeah. of the school to get me. So I would have to get up at like six in the morning right, to right. get on the bus. Or you sleep in till six thirty. As long as you leave the house yeah. by seven, it's a thirty it's minute a, that's walk. That's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. Where do you get your extra half hour? So Yeah. Well, I rode a bus for um thirteen years, you know, and they always picked in Arizona we did I had a walk to it was called sticks, drinks and snacks. And those were all spelled with X's. And it was just this old-fashioned, um, I don't even want to say drive in. It was drive up. You drove up. There was a counter. You ordered food. But that was actually across a major highway. Mm. Or, nah, it wasn't a highway, but it was a, it was a major street, which I, I don't think they did that in grade school. I think it was junior high. But, yeah, we had to walk to this bus stop. But I still have dreams about taking the bus. Um, oh. It's like what you were saying, you got to get up extra early or, you know, or it's going the opposite way. But honestly, that's when I never took homework home. I did my stuff on the bus, yeah. you know. I would sit there and whatever my math or reading or write my report was on the bus. And so, yeah, it was probably like, oh, you know, we were writing it by hand back then. But yeah, funny memories, just yeah. like um, in Loveland, coming back on the bus, sixth grade, middle school, having a kid from Lago Vista, trailer park across the yeah. way. The yeah. not so Yeah, the one we always say, <laughs> not that one. I live in the, tra- not that one. I live in the nice one. Yeah, yeah I live in the nice um, one. Rubbing. Though what he said was weed under my nose, oh, it was weed. Getting. Yeah, looking back on it, no fucking way it was weed. <laughs> like I didn't know what weed was at oregano the time. Or so something. Yeah. It, I literally, it was like a, cr- it was a leaf, like it's a crushed hilarious. up leaf. It smelled like grass, but yeah, yeah funny shit. Um, yeah. but so you liked walking. I liked walking, which as you're saying too, for people who don't like to exert themselves physically, it's kind of a weird trait to have, but. Mm-hmm. But I like walking, and as I still do, so yeah. And I don't even mind exerting myself. I mean, like I was saying the other day, I don't like not being able to catch your breath when it's really tough. But I, I, I like the challenge that hiking, you know. Well, walking in itself, you said something that resonated with me that it's meditative. It is, yeah. There's something about, yeah, I agree, but. So there you go. But even when we moved into the townhouse, I mean, I'd come home from work and I'd tell you guys I'm going walking. And I was walking like six miles a day at that point, you know, like you said, divorce time or whatever. But yeah. it was a stressful time. And um, and after being on the phone all day and being around people, it was my way to just get out there and, and get my thoughts straight or, yeah, I was going to say, or maybe not think at all, but no, it was it was definitely, definitely, yeah. Definite thinking time, so. For Which sure. you had a lot to think about. Yeah, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, I honestly don't know where I was going with that other than I guess just young Don. Yeah, I was curious what. I guess the one, the thread that runs through it all. Yeah, the thread that runs through it all is, and I don't think as a young kid I was running away from anything. I just wanted to get out the back door, get outside, get out to the river, pick flowers. Um, I bring my mom, you know, a bouquet of flowers that I had picked. Um, I remember a robin's egg up in a nest that I knocked out, and I just felt so guilty about mm. that. You know, I was like five years old. There's a Simpson episode like that. Is there? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, he and it's still I can still picture that robin's egg breaking. You know, and um, so see, and that Simpson ep- episode spoke to me for yeah. that reason because I'd never done something like that myself. Yeah. Did I tell you about it? But no, but no, it, it was just an episode. So Bart, for those who might not know or remember, he shoots a baby bird, oh. and then or he shoots the mama bird with his slingshot, okay. and then he sees these baby birds, and he ends up trying to take care of the baby birds because he's like, "Oh my god, I killed their mama bird!" Yeah. And, yeah. and that just resonated with me so much yeah. as a you know the bleeding heart kid I was. Yeah, loving all creatures. That yeah, like I just I did I I could picture what Bart was going yeah. through. Yeah, so I can picture what yes. you were going through, and I can picture <laughs> that I, I climbing up, looking into that nest, lifting one up, and yes. and it breaking, you know, and and so yeah, f- again, five six years old, that was I hit a bird. Sorry. Oh. I ran over did a bird. You? It was a couple. I mean, it was before my vacation, yeah. but back roads in Fort Morgan. And it's the teeny little fuckers, right? Mm, the teeny little ones. Yeah. And they were side of the road and just went to fly as I came oh. over. And I just felt it under my tire, that boom, boom. Oh, I hate that. That pop. Yeah. And I did. I almost cried. Yeah. <laughs> I bo- Well, you know what? Such it, a little bitch. People laugh at this. And it is funny, just the irony of it. But I've only run over one animal in my life, and it was a roadrunner. <laughs> See, you can't say that without laughing. But it was that same thing in Arizona. <sighs> they're birds, and but they don't fly. They they run, and this little thing ran right out and some feathers, and you know, and yeah, the what it is and the irony of Roadrunner and Coyote and all that. But yeah. that's the only thing I've ever hit with my car. But Thank I do goodness. remember that sound of uh, Grandma hit um, a bunny one time. You know. <sighs> And I was sleep, not sleeping, but laying in the back of the Pinto, and that as you say, I would have cried. Yeah, and then I think somebody hit a prairie dog. I'm trying to think if it was your dad or Daniel hit a deer. Remember that yeah. on our way to go see Grandma, I cried. I'd, that makes me laugh, but I, I mean, not. I just picture all you guys like, you that know, doing some, like a that was some real shit, like a Christmas vacation or a or not Christmas vacation, but. What was it? Deers total cars in Texas yes. daily. Yeah. And we hit that thing like a speed bump. And yeah. we flew through the air. Yeah. My skateboard, which was in the very, we were in a, a Suzuki sidekick, to paint a picture yeah. for those that know. And my skateboard, which was in the very, very back compartment, had bounced up and was laying in dad's lap in the front seat. So fucking the force yeah. of it was it and wa- everybody always he always had a big gulp of some sort mm-hmm. yeah there was something about the diet coke I yeah every, was, it was crazy yeah and the fact though that we pulled over expecting basically to see dad's front end gone or whatever yeah. you know and there was nothing yeah there was he just launched off of it something else but as a kid I always I heard stories because because of the up you know it was like um, people were hitting deer up there all the time it was. Your mom would say, and the feet went right through the window and got so and so in the head, mm-hmm. and they had to have stitches. And so I always grew up with deer stories as a kid. But uh, my supervisor at Big Lots, my first job when I got to Texas, yeah. he 
showed up one day to work and his entire hood was half caved in. It's honestly amazing he made it to work. Yeah. Because he couldn't leave. There there was yeah. no taking that car home. And it was a deer. He just hit a deer on the way to work. Well, I know so end. many people who ride motorcycles. And so Ken has told me multiple, you know, oh, the, like when we're going through western Colorado, this is where the deer hit so-and-so and broke his leg. Or um, more recently, just out here somewhere north, north of, um, out by Wellington, I think, one of the guys was just going to cigar night. They go out and smoke cigars and got hit by a deer. So when we're out riding motorcycles, I'm always like, you know, trying to. So you say hit by a deer. Well, it's. Meaning like when you're on a motorcycle, you don't hit a deer. A deer hits you. You're going <laughs> straight and a deer just comes. Out of fucking nowhere and hits you sideways. Yeah. Hits you in the leg. Yeah. When you, you know? say broke his leg, I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Takes his leg out. Boom. And obviously you suicidal deers or you'd think so. <laughs> um, it's funny. It's not funny again, but it, it's, it's just the picture it paints. But I was telling Aunt Lil about this and she recently had a patient and got hurt on a motorcycle and hit a deer and got thrown like 40 feet or something laying out in the field and the dead deer is lying right beside her. So she's looking over at the deer, going, "Oh, sorry, but, buddy." Yeah, she fared better than the deer did. But that Thank talk God. about making you cryers. I mean, I would just be, you know. But she was injured, and the deer was dead. And yeah, that'd be traumatic for me. Yeah. So I always, you know, kind of in my weird way, try to send vibes like, "Stay, stay, stay, stay." But I've had nights in South Dakota where I'm on the back of a motorcycle and I'm just willing the deer because you're seeing eyeballs around you in the dark and it's like just oh going through hill country in texas yeah i would when i lived in corpus for that year coming up to see dad every fucking time going through san antonio that area yeah there's what you're saying you just yeah you're seeing eyeballs strangely enough that the most i've ever seen was the north rim of the grand canyon and that's bizarre but we were out there at sunset took pictures of the sunset over the north rim and then, you know, I'm usually going, deer, deer. And it was. It was like, deer, 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 deer. You know, and they were just all along. And we're going slow enough. But, um, and then when you say suicidal deer, I remember Aunt Lily driving in Wisconsin. And their speed limit's 55, which is probably smart. Although it's hard to, I mean, the whole state, it never goes above 55. But we're going down the road, and this deer is just, like, running alongside of us. And it's like, you know at any point it's going to, yeah. you know. So you're trying to slow down before it does that. And um, I think we got slowed down and stopped before it did that. But I, I have that memory of this thing. And then uh, talk about speed limits again. When we were in the Florida Keys just a couple week, well, a couple months ago, they have something called key deer, K-E-Y, like Florida key deer. And they're How small are they? They're small. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, you know, if you're comparing it to a dog, probably like a 45-pound dog instead oh. of a 50-pound dog. I think a grace was 60, so maybe, maybe grace size. Um, but again, at night, speed limit, you know, 45 by day, 35 by night. Uh-huh. Because they're, I think they're endangered and they're only in this one area and they have to get these big, I was trying to think, how do they get over those big high fences that they've, you know, but I only saw one out of the corner of my eye. We were in the town and it was just going through 
like a yard or something. But yeah, key deer. How weird is that? It's weird. <laughs> a little dog-sized deer. Yeah. That sounds pretty but weird. But think about it. When you go to the zoo, how many little, what do they call them? I don't even know what deer are. I mean, they're not. How many species? They're not rodents. They're not bovine or porcine or porcine. Mm. Or, or, but yeah, you do. You talk about the antelope. There's all little different, Yeah. you know, and most of them are Africa or India or on these other continents. But, but Florida Keys has their own little key deer. You know, and um, and luckily we didn't have issue with them on. Again, when you're on a motorcycle, you're vulnerable as it is, and you know you don't need anything. <laughs> don't need anything like flying out and yeah. smack. I mean, if you get hit by a bug when you're going 50 miles an hour, it hurts like hell, and don't want a deer. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Well, we're under three hours. I think we've done good. What do you think? I think we've done good. Do you have any more? I, serious questions? Any more serious? I mean, I, I could drone on about my alcoholism a little more. Well, yeah, I'll look at the camera. But, you know, I don't know the protocol for how a mother is supposed to react when their son talks about their alcoholism. So, I mean, you know, I know when you're in, in and I'm just going to say it like a, in your disease is how they'll say it. When you're in that period, you just tread lightly and you don't want to approach it. Um, when you're not and you're, um, um, what are searching for sobriety or yeah. um, what's the word? Then Solutions. Yeah, then it's you know easier to talk about. But a little more open. Yeah, I'm exactly. a little more open right now. Yeah, I th- that hangover from yesterday, put, it's opened me up a little bit more to sobriety, um, and I would say. Kind of to your point, what you were just saying, I I was being more dismissive on our last hike about the seriousness of it. And even to myself, before that hike, I was thinking, I was thinking about how really I just need to quit talking about it. I was like, I feel like I'm making a problem out of a problem that's not there, if that makes sense. Maybe. I and don't know. The more I talk about it, the more grandiose I seem to make it seem or the more pressure I put on the topic or the situation, right? I said, I, or I was thinking that to myself and saying that to myself. And now, you know, two bottles of whiskey deep, one of the worst hangovers I've experienced as an adult in my life later, I'm going, am I, was I saying that to myself to be dismissive, to justify, to whatever, you know, was that the disease as you would call it talking well, or is it something maybe that, you know, cause I, I feel like if I talked, there's so many people out there, mom, where I talk about my hangover and they're like, yeah, that's every fucking weekend. What's the, you know, right. Not saying that makes it right or wrong, but I, does that make sense? Me, me making a, a mountain out of a molehill basically. Yeah. Well, it's what do you a, think? It's an, Am I making an... Well, I think it's indulging your disease. If there it, you go. You know. Indulging is a great word for yeah. it. Yeah. It's like you're indulging it. and. Um, but even when I'm sober, I'm saying, even even sober, Jesse, talking about it, I feel is being very indulgent. Don't you? Yeah. I do. I think that is a trait of... Me? <laughs> no, I was going to say alcoholism, but not only alcoholism, it's a trait of... You know, I okay. So my history, you know, father, alcoholic for sure. Um, you can label your father any way you want, but I've only, I, of all people, 
Lynn, who I was married to, would go to AA meetings, and I don't think he had a physical problem with alcohol, but he would always say, it's about, it's not about my drinking, it's about my thinking, and, you know, it's easy to make fun of him and, and go, oh, he was, the thing that would get me is, like, people would be patting him on the back for being sober for two years, that wasn't the problem mm -hmm. for him, he was getting the coin or getting whatever, but he felt a common theme with these people that they had a problem with the way they think and what you're to bring it around to the indulgent part of it that is a very common way for all these people to think whether they're drinking or not and so when I went to an AA meeting with him I came away from it pissed off so you were like look at all these fuckers indulging themselves yes <laughs> exactly to put it to, to to put it blatantly honest, it was like all these people now have given up drinking and they're just going to these meetings to talk about themselves for you know and um, and I get it if it keeps them sober and it saves their lives and I wouldn't you know you know me I've encouraged you to go find a group that's good for you to go because I think people finding you know, other hikers, you see me, I like to talk to other hikers, other drinkers are going to like to talk to other drinkers. And, and, you know, I have not ruled out going to Al-Anon meetings in, in the future of my life because being affected by it. And I've said this before, I could run away from my father. I could divorce your dad. I could, you know, but I'm not willing to cut you out of my life. So I have to face it. And, um, and so when you are in the drinking part of it, I'm angry because I'm having to face it. And I've thought of going to Al-Anon meetings. But again, it's the time I've gone, it's people complaining about their alcoholic. You know, it's like, and I know that's not what Al-Anon is. So everybody's watching this or saying that's not what it's about. It's supposed to be your responsibility in how you deal with it, you know. But it... it People are human, and it comes down to a bitch session. Well, he did this, he did that. He was out to the da-da-da, you know? It's like, I don't find that particularly helpful. But... And that's... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was... Yeah. I just... And back to me indulging myself, that's how I feel, is I don't know how helpful I'm being. And just... I've went through this pattern now a few times. I've quit drinking for a long period of time. You know, I fall off the wagon, as they say, or whatever. I get, you know, scoop myself back up. I convince myself that not drinking is best for me again. And I indulge that idea for as long as I'm willing to permit it until, again, I break down. And whether you call it a relapse or whatever you want to call it, I do what I do. And I've, I did it these last two weeks. And I'm... torn because I didn't waste these last two weeks which was my concern, my biggest concern, which is why I enlisted her as my trip advisor, is like, I don't want to waste my vacation. I want to do something with it. I want to do activities. I want to make the most of the time that I have. We I, did that. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm, for the most part. Yeah. The, to indulge your conversation about drinking, but um, the thing, one of the things you said along the way that's concerning is you when you're not drinking, for a year, you felt like you wasted your life. And, you know, whether you indulge yourself on the podcast or in your own head or on paper or whatever, I think that's worth exploring because there's something really 
interesting there. And that well, and that goes back to what I'm saying about as much as I'm indulging myself when I'm not drinking, as much as I'm indulging in the sobriety of it all, I don't feel like I'm really getting anything out of it. Because yeah, for very much that year that I won't say it felt like I wasted a year of my life, but it felt. I mean, yeah, knowing those exact words is what I said because. I think that's it's yeah. I don't think I made that up, but I think no, you yeah. didn't. No, that was word for word what I said. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, you know, do do a little uh, historical editing, but I. Well, I heard something. I don't even know what Ken and I were watching last night, and I said both things can be true, because somebody, okay. I don't want to just babble, but somebody called somebody out on something. Oh, it was a motorcycle racer, of course. But he said while he was injured, he always expected to come back to racing. So then they took it around and they said, well, didn't you feel like there were days you could never race again? He goes, I felt there were days I could never use my arm again. I wasn't even worried about racing. I was worried about using my arm. And so contradictory, it sounds like, oh, he was lying the first time, but... (coughs) Mm, excuse me, but I was like, no, both things are true. He had days where he was saying, there's no question about it. I'm going to be able to race again some days. And then he had moments where he was just totally sure he wouldn't even be able to use his arm again. So both were true, you know? And so I'm just bringing around back to your story. When you say you wasted, yeah, you probably have felt that way at times and yet there's part of you going you didn't waste it you did this you did that you blah 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 so it doesn't mean that it's a hundred percent um accurate (laughs) you know it's just a thought that you had that you wasted your life so but that's worth exploring because i i mean i can comprehend it in a way where I feel like every summer I try to lose weight and you try to look good in your summer clothes. And I feel like every 4th of July, I'm the one not eating the hot dog or the hamburger, you know? And I mean, this has been my struggle with food my whole life. And and it's not a huge life-altering struggle when you compare yourself to other people. But I have that. It's like I feel like I've wasted so many 4th of Julys by... Not having a hot not dog. Not having a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can understand that feeling. But um, did I really waste it by not having a hot dog? No. Is, you know, is having a hot dog the same as going down the path you're, you're going down? No, it's, it's not, you know. Well, it's very comparable, though. But I understand the feeling of just wanting, wanting, not, okay, how's this? Wanting to be normal? Well, it's the feeling of not wanting to worry about it. It's not whether I have the hot dog or not. It's it's the thinking about it. Oh, other people are having a hot dog, but if I eat the hot dog, I'm going to mess up my diet. Or it's which, which is part of like, well, why why don't I just fucking drink? Because even when I'm not drinking, I'm indulging in the right. idea so much that it's like I might as well just be fucking drinking. Yeah. But the 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 thing you're striving for is not to be not drinking. It's to not have alcohol control your life because it's controlling your life whether you're drinking or not. And, and what you're saying, yeah. well, if it's going to control my life, I might as well drink. But that's faulty thinking because... <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty stupid when you say it like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to control my life. I might as well drink. Well, you know, and I don't have to tell you all that, but when you're not drinking, you don't have the hangover. You don't have the DUIs. Not that, you, you know, that's an issue right now, but you don't wreck the cars. Luckily. You, don't, you know, yeah. So, so that is faulty thinking, but I understand where that thought could come from, you know? Yeah. 
So that if you're gonna, you kind of hit that on the head. That's yeah. yeah, been my thought exactly. Is like, well, if I'm gonna think about it all the time anyway. I might as well. Right. Um, I was gonna throw some randoms at you, rapid fire, here at the end, but I'm forgetting the last two. What's your favorite movie? Um, I guess the first one that pops into my mind is probably my favorite, but the two popped in at the same time. Oh God and Dances with Wolves, and for totally separate reasons, you know. It's the one where you're, if you're on TV and you're flipping by it, if Dances is Wolf, Dances with Wolves is on and I'm home alone, I'm not going to be able to change the channel. <laughs> it's going to feel like, oh, my gosh. I'm, She's got pictures of Dances with Wolves hanging yeah, on her wall. That's like, kind of Ken's fault, you know. A kid he, in high school. He's, he buys me things because okay. he knew. He wow. actually, I have a script, like a signed script from Dances Jesus. with Wolves that he bought me, you know. He spoils her. He spoils me. Good job, Ken. Yep. Yep, yep. Good job. So, um, but it is. That's how he won me over. <laughs> like, I don't like this guy, but <laughs> he, he spoils, spoils my mom. He does spoil, yeah. How could, I, I mean, <laughs> I imagine as a parent, you feel that same way. And you sense growing on me, Ken. You, you feel that same way about, you know, the person that marries your child. It's yeah. like, you may not be crazy about them, but. How do they treat your kid? But they treat, if they make your child happy or they treat your kid, you're going to love the heck out of or them. Or how do they treat the one you love? Yeah. 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 Um, and then, oh God, it's just the John Denver thing. And, and it's not just the John Denver thing. And as you and I have talked about it, it's the quotes from it. It's, it's the, it's what's behind it. You know, that, I mean, what would you say is what's your favorite part of, oh God. And it's, yeah, John Denver, you know, getting surprised or whatever, but it's, it's, probably saying but i don't go to church and god saying but neither do i you know yeah. or i don't i don't belong, belong to, to any a, church to any church neither do i that's hilarious his little tongue was sticking out too yeah yeah i think we got loud and <laughs> so yeah but no yeah that's i don't want that i'm anti-church church, but it's I. just when god says but neither do i his know? answers to the questions that they provide yeah. him great yeah no the movie is way more prolific than it gets credit for yeah profound um profound and i I cry nearly every time yeah. at the end, and and yeah. it's the line. It may help you to know that if you don't believe in me, hey, I believe in I you. still believe in you. Yeah, and that always gets me. Well, anyway, I've says been there. You, you won't talk, or what is it? It's like I'll listen, but um, you talk. You talk. I'll, I'll listen. listen. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's the very end of it. So can't, can't we talk later? You talk. I'll listen. Yeah. yeah. So those two just really simultaneously just pop up in my brain as the good answers. As the two good answers, um, and then I did remember my last two. They're two that I steal from other podcasts. So to give credit where credits due, Ryan Sickler, the Honeydew. He always asks his guests, "What if you had any advice for your sixteen-year-old self? What advice would that be?" Um. Well, we were talking about the other day. Use sunscreen, you know, but but <laughs> fucking a, yeah, fucking a. Told that to thirty-one-year-old Jesse, yeah, a week ago. Take, take probiotics and, and use sunscreen, but you know, it all comes down to regrets and things like that. And I, I would, I would say graduate college. I really mm. feel that my options in my life have been limited. Because I didn't have a degree. Now, I'm not saying that's true right now for people. Because I think a bachelor's degree is equivalent to a high school degree now or a GED. That's what they say. And people have to have a master's and blah, 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 blah. But 
I don't know. Maybe it's just for my own self worth. I always felt like, I like I had to prove I was smart because I didn't have the piece of paper to say I was smart. And I know I'm very smart. I know I'm smarter than a lot of people with masters and PhDs because it's, I worked with a lot of them. <laughs> well, then um, smart in which way? Because that's true too. Yeah, yeah. That's true, too. They might be able to operate on a body you can't, but I know what you mean. Well, no, no, I have respect I've for, you know, that's just, yeah, those are skills and, and things like... But no, I know what you mean. Sitting in the classroom for four years after high school doesn't necessarily make you any smarter than... No, no. Those who didn't. But when I did go back to school, and I probably have equivalent to three or four years of college, because I kept taking classes and classes and classes, but never channeled them into a degree, you know, and um, and I love the things I learned, and I use it all the time, so I don't regret the college I took, but I do feel like, because I don't, just didn't, didn't get it together to get that degree that I have to, and it, it's my own perception, but like when talking to people, it's like I have to, you say that, well, I've taken all these classes, and I don't have the, you know, I'm making excuses for myself, yeah. and, um, but I've always said travel, if I did have to pick something out of the phone book, I was telling someone that the other day, and they really got a Oh, I remember who it was, a guy I was cleaning for. But I said, I looked, and it was dental school or travel school, and I picked travel school. And um, but You could have been dentist Don? Ugh, I don't think so. You could have been Don no, Mitchell... DMD DMD oh, DMD DMD okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I Britt Baker and I'm not going to I'm not knocking hygienist. <laughs> I can't see myself being happy with that long term. But um but definitely uh, not the same passion for it you would have had for travel. No, and I always felt like even around people with means and money and education that travel was an equalizer. And I think we talked about this on a podcast before, so I'm being repetitive, but it was easy to talk to people about where they'd been, and I was not ignorant about travel. Yeah. And so at a party, at an event, at a whatever, if I could, and I didn't intentionally do it, it just happened intuitively, if I steered the con, the um, conversation to travel. That was your equalizer. Yeah, it was my equal footing. You, you, went, yeah. you went Rocky Mountain National Park on them. Yeah, kind of. You sorta. fucking would show off. Yeah, well, I wouldn't really show off, but I could at least... And, and I and I love talking to people about their experiences because if you think party talk bores me, you know, it's like, yeah, um, against that whole introvert, extrovert thing, it's like, I don't mind talking to people, but it better be interesting because mm-hmm. small talk is just like, you're wasting my time. I'd rather be on the couch with my cat or, you yeah. know, whatever. No, yeah, so I, I get it. Yeah, you got to do good if you're good. <laughs> that's from as good. That's, you know, close third as good as it gets because that... There's another some, good one. Yeah, another good one. It's like I'm intelligent here. You got to do better than that, you know. <laughs> and and I um, I feel you. And so that's where alcohol helps. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, uh, you know, I call it like travel porn because I would just get people to sit there and tell me about their trips and entertain me, you know. Yeah. And most people hate hearing about people's vacations, people's trips. And it was like, oh no, just tell me about. You know, when you were here and there, and it was, yeah, I was getting my jollies off of people telling me about their trips, so, yeah. So you tell 16-year-old Don, finish college? Finish college, yeah. Um, and travel more? Enjoy your 20s. How do we get to travel? 
from go to college. Going to school equalizer. Yeah. Because I you were just, I guess, bringing up the difference in what you did as opposed yes. to going to college. Yeah. Is okay. Exactly. And well, um, so it sounds like for someone who didn't go to college, you really kind of did the best you could do, though. Yeah, I did fine. And I don't want to say the best you could do, but no. you did pretty fucking good for. But, you know, I'd meet my high school friends and people who, again, I, you know, because I, Ken always says, I don't get my self-worth from being smart or my, you know, we're playing words with friends. And if I kick his butt, I really feel good about it, you know, and he's like, well, I don't get my self-worth. And I was like, I do. I always have. You That's know? why I quit playing with you. <laughs> but my mom makes me feel worthless. No, well, no, but it, it was Joking. a thing for me to win the spelling bee or to be an honor student. I did get my self-worth from it. And yeah. whether it's healthy or not, I don't know. But I would meet friends later in life who I knew I would get better grades than them. And they were making, you know, over a hundred thousand a year. And this is, you know, 20 years ago, it's probably equal to 300,000 now or something. And I was still making my little 20,000 in a travel agency going, geez, if I would have just went to school, you know, and I think working in the travel agency, it was an okay job, but it's not what people thought it was. There's no glamour. You're still answering phones and typing. But I think, and not to not to argue with you, but I think it all comes down to what were you getting out of it. And again, you chose that profession because you were getting something out of it more than money. Yeah. You were getting the experience, the education, and the ability to travel yourself. Right. Which is what you'd gravitated to more than the 20000 a year, right? Yeah. It, but I didn't utilize it a lot in my early years because I was... I was just going to say on the yeah. flip side, yeah. for me, I see people that went to college for four, six years and I'm making more money, you know, with zero schooling behind yeah. me than they are. Exactly. And your dad was proof of that. Your yeah. dad had earning potential. Daniel. And Daniel. And I was going to bring it around to the grocery store because the people I worked with, so many of them have masters. And there were a couple doctorate degrees. I just talked to a lady the other day that has her doctorate and they're doing the same thing I'm doing, you know, without the degree. And I think we all ended up maybe where we had um, at Whole Foods or in the industry I'm in now, something we had a passion for. And, yeah. it, and who asked me that? Somebody said, oh, oh, yeah. Somebody called to ask me about what I do right now because she was thinking of doing the same thing. And she said, so do you think your holistic health degree, which I did end up getting a holistic health degree, helped you? And I said, no, Not really? no. I said it gave me confidence to apply for the jobs. It gave me some street cred in my own head, you know. But the trainings that the companies gave us were where I got all my knowledge. And whether you had a doctorate or were a high school dropout, if you were interested, we all ended up having the same knowledge. What yeah. we say in sales is can't teach you the will, but yes. we'll give you the skill. Yeah, there you so go. So as long as you got the will, we'll give you the skill. We'll give you the and skill, yeah. That's what it takes. Yeah, and so, so yeah. But I still wish I would have went to college. And and I th and I think we probably, I don't want to repeat last podcast, but what it I... It was long enough ago. Feel free okay. to repeat. What I didn't realize at the time of going to college was you could go to college for things you wanted to. Right. You know, I met a girl who probably never, a lady who... I worked with, and she's like... Someone who identifies She had as a, a degree in drawing. There you go. And I was like, uh-uh. You know? And uh, th these days, it's even worse. Yeah. The problem is, those little niche degrees, how often do they actually get used? I know. And Noelle, if you ever listen to this podcast, she is actually... Because I probably 
rolled my eyes internally or externally or something. She um, is doing great artwork and is designing the art on beer cans now for oh, a lot of breweries. And you might, you know, see it out there in a store and recently had a baby and stuff. But her degree in drawing. So that was the thing. Nobody told me that you could, you know, I thought you had to get a business degree or you had to get a math degree or you had to some, do something. Yeah. And I would probably, um, it'd be like, that love you have for Native Americans, listen to that and go on and get a degree in Native American history and then teach it to people because you will love to do that. You will love to talk about it. You will be excited about it and you will want to share that excitement with people, you know. Um, so those are things that you, you don't know, you know. But yeah, a lot of people had people to tell them that, not throwing parents mm -hmm. or grandparents under the bus. We didn't, yeah. you know, nobody had that education so well, i was lucky enough to have a parent who did tell me that i just yeah got a dui and quit going to school right but um yeah no alcohol problem here <laughs> and so if this video ever makes it into a future where we're able to actually send this video back in time there you go 16 year old don go to college finish yes. your degree in yes native american something and that gym guy is cute but no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> Cute, but a little crazy. No, but I have good kids. So, I mean, you know, good, good genes for procreating, which is... Last but not least, uh, and I steal this one from Chris Van Vliet of the Chris Van Vliet Show, or formerly now called Insight, anyway. He asks his guests at the very end, because he believes if you be great, or if you're grateful, you can be great. Um, and, and I actually named one of my last episodes that. Be grateful. So, what are three things that you're grateful for by the end of this day? Um, I am great. It's so cliche to say you're grateful for your children, but I am because, you know, it's like, um, and I was... Like, I better make the list. You made the list, and I've told you that. You know, gift from God, because love your dad, love your brother, love, uh, you know, grandma and so many people, but they didn't speak my language. And you and I can sit there and talk for... God knows how long. Going on three hours. Yeah, going on three hours. And we could probably speak three more. Quite literally, yeah. And that's I, how I was and feeling. And I remember the age at which I could tell that you understood me. <laughs> I mean, that I wasn't speaking foreign language or something. You know, we were in the car, and we were, we were talking about Dave Matthews' band, and you said, yeah. I was telling one of my teachers that my mom liked Dave Matthews, and I was like, you did? It was like someone actually heard what I had to say, you know, and that sounds narcissistic too, but I'm grateful that, you know, for you and that there's a person that I understood me <laughs> you know so that would have been around fifth grade then yeah fifth grade Probably. is when you realized i heard you you heard me yeah. damn that's still a little late into the game i would have uh, thought sooner than that but i mean i i know exactly what you're referring to because miss mastery if yeah. she ever sees this probably won't because she unfriended me on facebook before I deleted that, probably thinks I'm a deplorable. <laughs> Hillary told her so. But anyway. Um, but that's one of the most important things in a person's <laughs> life. Is not to get political. <laughs> Quick change. Hillary told you? No, no. But, but as she was. She was um, hippie-ish. And I gravitated towards her. And, and you, that was in your coming out stage, I would say. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's what I was just going to say. That I think one of the biggest needs of a person and they'll tell you this in therapy or wherever, is to be 
seen, seen or heard. Seen. Yeah, seen, but heard is the same as seen. I mean, be seen. And no shit. So are you saying that if someone feels like they might not be being seen or heard, that they might sit in front of a camera for three <laughs> hours and talk to themselves in an effort yeah, to be heard? Probably, probably. Or seen if you're watching on YouTube.com. Find the Lone Jesse, hit subscribe, yeah. hit like. Okay, keep going. Hit the button. They always point to these places. <laughs> yep. They're nowhere on my screen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, that is one of the biggest human needs. So, yeah, whether you're doing it through people are doing their podcast or something. So, um, and to your, you just had something insightful there as I was coming out. So I can't blame people for not seeing me if I wasn't putting myself out there. And that would explain why it took till fifth grade for you to feel like I saw you because you were finally showing yourself. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I, letting your freak flag fly. And I always think of this, you know, bring, bring up your dad, but you've changed. You used to care about everybody else. And I said, I still do, but I've added myself to that <laughs> list, you know? And, yeah. and that was so profound that that came out because it was so true. So it wasn't, self-love. Yeah, it wasn't just, you know, or self awareness yeah. uh, you know um so yeah so i'm very grateful for for you and for being seen and then um music always makes a list for me because i can't imagine a life without music you know i saw it the other day music is i don't know that was just some one of those memes but it's i can't it's been with me since i was same for you, but I talk about the shack in Michigan and um, first memories was just this Magnus organ my grandpa had and you could flip this light on and it would give you A, B, C, D, you know, the, the notes. And then there was a book with A, B, C and you, so even if you're three years old, you could probably play a song, but I didn't play it like that. I played it mostly from ear, you know, and but I think that's why I have an ear for harmony or stuff. I just... It comes naturally, but that organ um, at a very young age. And then, um, so music is just, yeah, I'm really grateful for music. And then, of course, my husband, of course, Ken, because, um, again, living life till 50 and going, ah, I'm getting old and I'll just, you know, I'll just coast now and do what I can do. And then to to meet someone who who um, makes you feel like a kid again. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the word? Enhanced, enhanced my life in ways I couldn't even imagine. And just, yeah, by making me more me and making me do things I really love to do. And I mean, for us, it's about experiences and getting to go jeeping and, um, and riding a motorcycle and, and sh just sharing things and food and music and, movies and and having someone as a witness for your life but but yeah he spoils me and you know when grandma said that nobody's ever done this for me and all my and I'm thinking you know I felt that way as a younger person and when you feel that way you have nothing to give to others because you're trying to give it to yourself and when you have someone to give it to you then you can give it to others so it is such a pay it forward thing to um to have him spoil me it's made me just be able to be so much better to everyone else so i think you know i can be a better mother i can be a better sister i can be a better be a better grandma be a better friend be a better employee it just makes you a better person when you have someone who cares who cares or who sees you yeah who sees you i not to use this as the only gauge of how much you care about me but no i can um 
I can vouch for that because of your uh, reaction to current subjects we're talking about, like drinking. You know, you have a much more. It's not about me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I feel no it. I can say it. Where before it felt so personal. Thank you. He's doing this to me. Yeah. My whole life, this has happened to me. And that's why I feel like I can, I'm not, I'm really not trying to yeah. beat you over the head with it. It's just these days I feel like I can talk to you about it more than ever. Because like you said, you see uh, your father and the struggles that he had. Yeah. And you see that being reenacted and, and you empathize with that. But also, yeah. like you just said, you've got this new capability or yeah, this, it affects me. It makes me sad. It makes me anxious. I mean, I won't lie, you know, and, and, and you know, yeah, it, I don't want to go to the guilt trip thing because that's not my intention, but before it might've been, you know, it's like, how is this affecting me? Not about how, yeah. Yeah. So and and just just that example alone is is really yeah when you say that he's made you be able to be a better person that sounds corny as fuck but it's very true. Yeah. So all three of the things you said you're grateful for I'd say I'm grateful for as well. Um But I can do 10. I mean I won't do 10 but yeah. I I've, I've done it. <laughs> I've done hey, it. Hey, keep before. going, sister. Yeah. Well, yeah. What else? Um I to live this long who said it? Oh, Gordon Lightfoot said it. He's, he's in his 80s. And I heard him say, I'm just so grateful I had this life. And, you know, you've talked about not wanting to have been born. And, and you know, and there's um, there's time. I mean, we all feel that way. But but I I am grateful to, if this is the one life we're given, it, it's not been all sunshine and roses. That's for sure. But I'm glad I, again, it brings me back to Ken, and I'm glad I woke up somewhere along there to to really appreciate that I was alive. Can I slip another one in there? Yeah. Wouldn't you do it all over again? Uh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. See and that's when I that's how I know I'm not that's how I know my suicidal ideologies or whatever. It's a mental it's something I don't know what I'm trying to say. Other than I don't really want to die. Because I know if I died tomorrow, I would want to do it all over again the next day. Well, here's the deal. It's like we weren't alive for millennia previous, and we won't be alive for millennia post. So if we're given, you and I use the Disneyland analogy, but this is our Disneyland right now. We're on a trip to Disneyland, and it's going to be over before we... We, you know, and if there is where awareness beyond this, we don't want to go. God, I went to Disneyland and I sat in the dark corner of the room the whole time. I mean, yeah. I don't, you know. And if we don't have awareness, well, then, you know, we just should be. But then, like we've also talked about, sitting on the couch with your cat may oh, yeah. be a great use of Disneyland. I mean, that's true. Because, like I say, I would hate to get to the other side yeah. and feel like, like I t explained to you the year it's funny cause talk about years wasted. Yeah. I felt like I spent a, uh, I wasted a year being sober, but I've also mentioned, I felt like I wasted a year in the bar. Right. That that's a year with Dexter, my best friend that I can't get back. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I just, I, uh, I just know, um, I don't know where I got that from an Everclear song or something, but if it hap if it ended all tomorrow, I'd want to do it all over again. And that to me is like, well, so you don't really want to die. You just are very unhappy with your situation whatever. at the present time. And yeah. And people always say, I don't have regrets, but 
I think we all have regrets. If anything, it's that it, it did take me so long to to whatever that was. <laughs> to come out? Yeah, to come out. You know. And and that's that's the thing about Ken, and if you ever get this far into it and watching it, we don't see things. I mean, I say you say he sees you, and there are so many times he doesn't see me. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And 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 that's that's okay, you know. It's really okay. And again, it would be like if you felt like you had to be seen at every moment, that probably is codependent or whatever, you know. And for for he and I, it's he does spoil me, and he does see me often. That when he doesn't see me, I'm like, huh? What? You know? You know? And it, it's like it, it's hard to. How do you not get it? Yeah. How do you not get it yeah. exactly? You know, um, but but yeah, male, female, whatever, whatever. That's you know the whole thing. But I think we both have that common thing where we lived our life so long without um, I don't know without having having another person that we are going to appreciate the heck out of each other. You know, and it's not about yeah. You don't have to be understood. I mean, how often do you understand yourself? God damn, that was a great yeah. question. <laughs> so, so that, that was that was. Hold on. No. No, let that breathe. Yeah, I know. That was good. It's true though. That How was, can you expect another person to see you 100 percent of the time when? But isn't that sort of the whole thing? Is like love yourself before you can love someone else. Do yeah. you have to understand yourself before you can understand someone else? Or is that taken? Is that semantics? Are we taking words? Yeah, it might be semantics because because if you can't and. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna get deep without even making sense, probably. But you can't expect another person to get what you're. Don't you understand? You know when when you don't even you know mm-hmm. under, understand it. So that's that that stuff's petty, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, it's about um, the underlying. We were talking about that the other day. What are you looking for in a person? But it's that underlying thing. Do they have the same goal in mind of of I, it sounds so corny, but I did see it on a meme. But it's like taking care of your love. You know, we have this love. We have this between us. It's this entity. Are you going to take care of it? You know, if I drop the ball, will you step up and take care of it? It's like having a baby, or it's like having something. You you need someone to to take care of it with you because. And I guess that's meeting halfway because you can't carry that ball the right. whole way. Sometimes it's going ninety nine percent, and sometimes it's you know, but it's having trust in that other person that. Not even trust, just just finding someone that's, it's like teamwork, I guess. So when people, you know, people go, oh, what's the secret to happy marriage? And, uh, you know, if you're on number three, you're going to, well, don't ask me because I obviously, but I think that's opposite. I think maybe you know what doesn't work, so then you do know what does work. You know, maybe there's people who... Trial by error? Yeah, maybe. I mean... For people who, um, a lot of people stay together for 50 years but they never learn to grow or, or I don't know you know I'm not gonna think about people but yeah gratitude <laughs> so um we said just having the life I added that which probably should be on the top of the list but um I'm glad I had this slice of life at this time too we talked about that what an incredible time to see things you know yeah 
and maybe we're going to miss out on something just totally amazing in the future. No, Ma- can you can you imagine though going back to a four or fourteen year old Don or say sixteen year old Don starting her hiking in Colorado and tell her you're going to have a son in this state one day that you're sitting down with in yeah. front of a device that is going to broadcast your conversation yeah, to no the kidding. entire world yeah. on a camera that's this big, yeah. Yeah. not not this thing that you're carrying. Right. Talking, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, we used to... I remember being young, and we had the concept that you'd be able to talk on the phone and see a picture of the person at the same well, time. Well, Star Trek was... a. Not, yeah, not, I'm not a Trekkie. But no, they did pretty good. Star didn't Trek they? hit some shit on the head. They did pretty good, yeah. Because there was that thing about I remember that was at least in basically my mind. FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. Or a Zoom call. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, okay, we're gonna be on the phone. And you're gonna be able to see the person you're talking to on the phone, you know, through a TV or something. And that was yeah. what we we're striving for. That was, but we all thought we'd have flying cars by now. Which Back to the Future. Yep. No, that's Back to the Future. It's funny. He's basically doing a Zoom call with his boss. If you yeah. remember in Back to the Future okay. Two, the one where he's in the future. And, you know, he's future Marty McFly yeah, and they go yeah. to his future house and he gets a call from his boss and it's on the TV and he's okay. talking to his boss. And it's literally it's like a Zoom call. A Zoom yeah. call. But at the same time, they have flying cars and hoverboards. Right. And it's like, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people were moving around in yeah. all these ways. And they trans- were close, but uh. transportation, I think it's the expense of transportation because we don't even have a decent rail system here in the here in the U.S., and I'm am impressed. I feel futuristic when we go to Europe. You're, these trains are going, and it's like, who, what? And I mean, talk about needing to take algebra or math. It's like, who figured this all out? Mm-hmm. And now there's computers to do it. And I get it; they can put it in there and have it figured out. But there's trains going every two minutes. It looks like spaghetti, you know. And yet the trains are on time, on schedule, and going. So yeah, I I'm impressed by other countries' travel system. I've only been to Europe, not Japan, but I imagine it's the same way, you know. And so we don't even have that level over here. So we can't be flying around on hoverboards. We'd be bumping it's into each other. It's cost of freedom, other. homie. We'd be bumping, yeah. It's cost of freedom. I get it. No, I get it. But can you imagine us without... Get yourself there. Without, a, without air traffic control, people going around on hoverboards and stuff. It would be in flying cars. and yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's like drones these days. You can't fly a drone in a certain area. That's because, true. Yeah. So drones are kind of like hoverboards and flying cars. I mean, it's not us physically in there, but we can. It's definitely a step up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. and I used to be grateful for my dog. I guess I'm grateful I had her for a long time. Yeah, I did a whole episode on that. I don't know if you watched it, but. No, no. Yeah. No, no, because when you said, oh, I did a whole drunk podcast, I'm like, well, I need to put myself... Oh, that one in. wasn't drunk. Okay. That one was before I started drinking again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God of grace. I even oh, put a picture of her well, and grandma I'll go back it. and look. Yeah, you'll have to check that out. Yeah, I don't... Because I talk... I mean, it's all the same shit we've already talked about, but it's what I said is I was like, you know, you had a coming out party. You did in the divorce, and that's when, I guess, you finally started feeling like you were seen because you were finally showing your full self. But then there was another level when Grace came into your life of, oh, yeah oh she can. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it like, I'm, I, like I said it on the show. She can care about another being. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, she can love someone yeah. other than herself. No, I get it. That, and that's why I have to feel whatever for Grandma because I get it. Because it's like... If, not that you didn't love us. No, I and know. And not that you didn't love me. Yeah. But admittedly, it was a, a selfish kind of love, no? 
Um, and I've always said that to Dan. I was like, it's not that she doesn't love I us. I won't call it's just it a selfish. selfish I call love. it resentful. It was like, okay, resentful love, even better. But but when point being, when you got this yeah. dog, is yeah. it was finally like you had something that you unconditionally right, loved. Right, right. And I wasn't resentful. She would run away, and yeah. you were like, yeah. There was zero thought of, and I think after the third or fourth time she ran away, I'm like, just fucking give up. But yeah. there was no quit. And I, I, and in the beginning, I had a resentful thing. I mean, she'd run away, and I'd be like, how can she do this to me? You know, it's like, how? Why am I the only person who gets a dog who wants to run away from me? What's wrong with me that my dog? Was, it was, was that my dog doesn't. Yeah, but but I realized her name was Grace, and it was part of that. It's weird, but you could get into the whole metaphysical thing about around her, and maybe you did. But it's it's that was part of my growing process is having your dog reject you. <laughs> you know, when you say that, because dogs are supposed to be man's best friend, they're supposed to love you unconditionally. And mine ran away from me, and through her running away from me, it taught me not to take it personal. It wasn't about me to worry about her running away from me, and that was the the whatever the the process of that. You know. And, um, yeah, <laughs> when I say a resentful kind of love, it's that it's that it's like, gosh, I give birth to you and you do this and this and this, and this is, you know, it's the whole, this is how you repay yeah, me. It's the whole Catholic thing. I mean, you know, it's not that, I mean, I'm not that, I mean, I am messed up to some extent, but it's, it's not that messed up, at least in our family to go. Yeah. You know, you give your life to your children, you do this and this and this, and this is how you get repaid. And then there's that, um, and I think for me, I felt like, well, I didn't get it from my mother, and now I'm not getting it from my children. I got ripped off on both ends, you know. And, um, yeah, where people whose parents gave of whatever, they fed their needs and fed themselves, then they do that for their children. But I was still looking to get my needs met. And so when you're looking to get your needs met from your children, that's not cool, you know. Yeah. It's well. just, Yeah. Hence. But it's survivable because I survived it, you survived it, and hopefully we all... I was going to say, hence the hiking trips that I would resent as a kid because it wasn't yeah. my idea of fun. Right. There's no concrete out here. I can't yeah. skateboard. <laughs> I just told someone that yesterday. It was like, I had a piece of land once and I got rid of it because... Yeah. Yeah, yeah because my kids got to the age and Jesse couldn't skateboard in the mountains. And I liked the land by the time I was a teen, older teenager. Yeah. That's when I was yeah. taking my girlfriends up there. and yeah. But no, um, yeah, hopefully, okay, well, I hope these last two weeks met some of your needs that I failed to meet in the yeah, past. Yeah, oh, no, playing. you didn't have to. Just <laughs> no, and, and back to your grateful list. I was grateful for Grace. Everything you've listed, I, I'm grateful for as well, and hence why I did a whole podcast on Grace, because, yeah. yeah, literally saying how grateful I was that you, it did it. It, it expanded you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend, I mean, I'm not going to tell you, you get a puppy, but I... I had a, a friend of Whole Foods who told me getting a dog saved her life. And I understood that. And she said she'd be drunk, drugged, whatever. But she had to get home. She always had to stay in good enough shape to get home to her dog. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm not discounting cats. I love cats. And I told you my whole Dan Fogelberg thing. But a dog's a little needier. Kitties, that you can... You could get falling down drunk for three days in the ditch, and your cat would probably survive. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did end up in jail in Denver, Arapahoe County, and yeah. Dexter made it through the night. Yeah, where where you 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 know your dog. I mean, dogs would survive, but 
but they they go through a higher level of trauma. They don't have a litter box to I use. Hear you. They don't have a toilet to use. They there's just yeah. No, when I came back after that night spent in jail, Dexter looked at me like what is your problem, yeah. human? Yeah. Where a dog would be like, oh my God, where have you been? Yeah. What's I've wrong? been, I've oh been God, holding I've been so my pee for you. two days, you know? Yeah. They they do. They, they Dogs are codependent. <laughs> and so there's something about their codependency to where they they need you. And being needed is is good for a person, you know? So. Um, do you have anything else you want to throw on the grateful list? Colorado. Yeah. Again, another thing I'm grateful for. Yeah. I mean, just the mountains and nature, and, and it is disappointing how overpopulated and things. But like I said, I just took you to the touristy places. It, it's the epicenter of tourism in the summertime, and it wasn't horrible. I We could drive a half hour further and be, think, you couldn't tell what year you were in. You know, we could uh-huh. be we could be somewhere, and you'd be like, is it 1940? Is it... 2200 I mean there's still places in Colorado where you wouldn't 2200 <laughs> Yeah 2200 I mean okay. like 200 years in the future I'm saying 200 years in the future it's going to be untouched still I don't know Let's hope Probably probably you know Let's hope So there are places though. Well can we go those places next time Yes Okay Yes, <laughs> yes Not complaining can. about where No we, no no cuz vacation is vacation and there needs to be ice cream and hamburgers involved but Yes and yeah Places I'm talking about, places we'd have to, yeah, bring food and water and, um, and for sure there's, yeah, so we'll do that sometime. Besides, we saw plenty of nice girls on the trails. I'm not mad about that. Well, I know. I ordered up the hot girl package. Yeah. I want the hot girl hiking package, please. A little awkward. (laughs) Trying to strike up conversation with two young ladies with my mom, but. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, Colorado. Yeah. No, I, um. I, I I thank God, you know, not to sound too Christian or corny, and um, I I have to have those moments where I'm sitting out front, in, even though I'm in, you know, a, probably the last town I would want to live in in Colorado, you know, or last city. There's plenty of small towns I wouldn't want to live in. Yeah. But last city, you know, it's not my first choice. But I'm... Um, Still beats Aurora, I think. Eh, maybe. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I just I sit and go... I mean, it's been over half a year now, but yeah, a year ago, a year ago, I never would have imagined being here. Yeah. I was in Texas. I, it, years had gone by. I was settled in. I was, you know, in a job that I was, you know, looking at doing as long as I have. And I just, I don't know. It's just it's something, yeah, something I'm grateful for as well. The fact that I'm sitting here today in my home state. I have no fucking clue how I got here or where I'll go from here, but... But you're here now. But I'm grateful. And you made a lot of good memories while you're here. I'm trying. I'm trying to make the most of it. Yeah. I guess that's part of the last two weeks was the last time I lived here and that less than a year. Um, other than, you know, my uh, romantic escapades, I didn't do shit. Yeah. I went out a lot. Ate a lot of fancy food downtown, my hometown. I mean, I, I still had a good time, and I won't say I won't didn't do shit because for all the driving I had to do for my job, I got to drive, you know, along the Rockies or the foothills between right. Longmont and Boulder, and yep. beautiful. And I got to go to shows, so I can't say I didn't do anything. But 
No, I, but I, I know the feeling because I lived here a long time. And then when I met Ken, we start going down to southern Colorado. And it's like, what have I been doing all this time? You know, not that going to the mountains is the only thing, that, you know. But you lived in the state how long and never been to yeah, Vino Vista? Yeah, it was like when I lived in Arizona, we went to southern Colorado all the time because it was only five, six hours. And then after I moved to Colorado, I never went to Colorado anymore. <laughs> you know, when I was in Arizona, I went to Colorado. But yeah, you go to school. You, I remember one time when you guys were small thinking moving to Nebraska because I thought it doesn't really matter because all I do is go to work. The kids go to school. We could live somewhere that's half the price for housing mm -hmm. and still have our same lives, have the dentist, the doctor, the school, the work, whatever. But um, That would have sucked. It would have sucked. Well, you know. No offense, Nebraska. I mean, it was just a fleeting thought when I saw housing prices up there. But but you're in that lifestyle, you know, to where it didn't really matter where you lived. It was about. Which we've spoke about. Was it you or Daniel I was talking about that with that with dad? Because that's the thing. I think it was you, right? Sit up. My butt hurts. Oh. <laughs> Sitting so long. But yeah, that's why dad and Penny, they can go basically wherever. No, I've this talked point, about that. Yeah, they. It, they never doesn't matter where they go. Nope. Doesn't matter where they go. They're gonna be at home. And just cool. Ken and I we do go places and we enjoy things on our days off. And you know, we'll probably get old someday and it won't matter where we're at. Just yeah, you know, be within five minutes of the nearest hospital or I don't know. But we're not there right now. And so but yeah, when he starts taking me or I start going with him back down to southern Colorado, I was like couldn't believe that I hadn't done that in so long and um, and then you'd be somewhere, like I'd take a picture and send it to Lily and go, remember, we were here 30 years ago. <laughs> it's like, that's really sad that I haven't been down down here in 30 years. So, and, uh, Hence why you're wanting to take me there someday. So, Exactly. Exactly. It needs to be done again. It needs to be done before, yeah, because I've never been. Yeah. Fair. And um, so, yeah, I'm grateful for Colorado. In the mountains, and I'm. I think we're on number five. I'm grateful for my health. Okay, number six. Yeah, health. You know, they always say that as long as you have your health, you have everything. And I don't know that that's true because if you have your health and you don't have money, you still can't do anything. But, <laughs> but if you have your health and you don't have money, you still can do a lot. Where if you have money and you don't have your health, you can't do anything. Still, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And especially me. And I would say a healthy hobo is probably happier than a yes, sick exactly. millionaire. Exactly. And we've learned that from you know family and Jim. I mean, we'll say his name, but but it's like you know you can have money and it, it won't. And Dan Fogelberg and yeah. and um, you know they they couldn't save their lives even though they had all the money. And and I and I probably am neurotic. I will say that, but. I don't, yeah, yeah, but but I still know where the line between neurosis and just realism is. Again, when you know I was eighteen years old, Look and who you're talking to, yeah, well, I was eighteen years old, and the owner of my travel agency decided to semi-retire at the age of fifty, so she could start traveling. I, mean, I was eighteen, and I, I did this on the last podcast too, but she died within a week or two. And I was like, gosh, at 18 years old, I realized, wow, she waited until she was 50, you know? And so, she um, waited until she was almost dead to do anything. Yeah, and 50 is young, but, and then the other owner of my travel agency who got cancer. And then, um, you just, 
and I think Lily being a nurse, you know, anytime you did have a pain, oh, you probably have a brain tumor. Oh, you probably have a, you're going to, you know, we call her nurse death because you're, but, but you can call it neurotic, but you can also say, yeah, there's a really good chance. That's, <laughs> you know, um, so, so I don't take my health for granted, I guess is what I'm saying. I might be neurotic on one end, but I don't take it for granted because I've, I've imagined and I've seen what not being healthy feels like. And so when you are healthy, you know, and again, that's something to be grateful is, is having a scare or health scares because you sure appreciate feeling good. Cause I remember thinking, man, if I ever just felt good again, I would do this and this and this and this. Well, I feel good again. So I am going to hike that mountain. I am going to take that trip and, um, don't know what you got till it's gone. That's right. That's right. And so health is important. Use it till you lose it. Yep. And yeah, those are probably the major. Lucky number seven. Come on, come (laughs) on. Um. (laughs) It's okay if you ran out. You doubled the list. I'm proud. (laughs) I have so many little things to be grateful. I mean, because I used to. They say when you get a funk, you make a gratitude list, and I put things like KBCO on there because it's weird. But I've woke up now, thirty something years to. Same people on KBCO, and there's like this comfort of hearing your DJ in the morning and just I'd be like, I'm thankful for KBCO. Sunday morning sunrise, it's just, you know, it'd be weird if they took that off, and they will someday, but it's been part of my life, and it it can start my... No, it was very nostalgic when I got back here, yeah. and that little radio on the other side of the computer, I would set a timer on um, to come on each morning and yeah, on Sundays it would still come on and mm-hmm. I hear that Sunday morning and yeah. it, coming through that little thing. It sounded just like they used to in the old yeah, days. Yeah. Cause mom had a shitty little alarm clock radio, which is what it would come through. Still does. Still does. I, it's the it's same fun, one. Cause I would still listen to it going, you know, and I, I still like turn the radio sideways and, and put my hand on it. If it's a really good song to get. And it's funny because I could probably get a way better system, but there's just something about something about that one. Uh-huh, the mm-hmm. way I've always done it. So Aren't we weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't we weirdos. Yeah. We're creatures of habit. Um, number eight family. And that's a big one for me because, because yeah, you spend half your life trying to run away from family just to realize they're the only family you have and you better embrace them. And fuck, we made number eight. And thus, grandma, and thus grandma's party. You know? Oh, grandma made number eight. Okay, no, I'm just joking. No, just the whole... Just joking. Just the whole family. Because um, when I came up to Colorado, it was just your dad and me and Daniel, and it was like, I didn't care about family. Or I, you know, I don't want to say I was trying to get away from family, but you're at that age where you're trying to... Um, yeah, spread your wings. Spread your wings, exactly. And whether it's, yeah, the in-laws or the family, it was like, wanted to start new and now um now I, I would never i've told you i wouldn't move away just because of family you know just because of days like yesterday ashlyn's 10th birthday and um you know grandma's 87th and just having just seeing everybody together and um and it can't always be that perfect it may never again be that that perfect but no shit. But we, no. Nailed, we, 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 we got it once. I'm glad you said it and not me because yeah. I've been meaning to tell you that. Like, yeah. uh, no, we got it once. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for stars aligning and, you know, that sort of thing. And, yeah. And then there's all the little things. I got good neighbors and, you know. Hey, just... we're keeping it to 10. So you okay. got two more left. Yeah. Number nine. 
Number nine, did KB Sayo count? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fam- family was a big one because you can't really. Family's number eight. And I, I put friends in there with family because I've got, I've got good friends. Like you said, you know, you know most of my friends. So what does that tell you? It tells you I've had them for twenty or thirty years. Yeah, you've had them a lifetime. Yeah, I've had them a lifetime. At least my so, lifetime. So I will count, count them. Fair. Can use them up as number nine, and, and <laughs> um, I guess. The biggest one. It really is a big one. And it is, it's, okay, you've heard the saying in a book, and I'll probably say it wrong, but it's, it's, the, it's the observer that I've got the observer who can see me. You know, so I'm grateful for the observer. And it probably sounds totally crazy if someone doesn't know who that is, but it's that part of you who's a, that's aware that you're, alive yeah, yeah no I not know. everybody has the observer well <laughs> this show's kind of all about that yeah observing yeah um no and you're right not everyone has that I think is that's it a grace. blessing or a curse though no that's grace that's grace for the most part not the dog grace but just the attribute of grace because it's yeah not everybody has that and um I don't know. It's definitely I'm grateful for it because because you can you can if you can observe it you can make changes about it. And if you can observe it also you're not it's not uh, it's not you. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, I, mean, I know exactly what you're saying. You can detach yourself yeah. from the Yeah. Yeah. Which is very unknown. Uh, that's a great point because it's very important to do. And I mean, well, that's what people go to meditation for. It is you know, I, I was actually flipping through my calendar and reading the sayings on the calendar yesterday because it's all about meditation. And it's not about meditating to be lofty or religious or God doesn't care if you meditate. It's about being able to get to that point to where, you know, and I don't even know what's called. I'm calling it the observer because I know you'd know what that is. It's about getting to that point where you can work through the observer most of the time yeah. instead of because I know my issue being I too have what I would call the observer. I think you'd agree. Yeah. Hence, uh, literally, this show. But <laughs> there are also episodes where I'm not speaking from the perspective of the observer. Right. No, you're in it. I'm in it. You're in it. I'm fucking in it. Yep. And that's even in those times, though, it's crazy the awareness that comes just from from knowing there is an observer or from having interacted with that observer yeah. of wanting to go to that place of the observer. So you just like locked him in the closet for that time. Well, no, it's just, it is an incapability. Yeah. And that's where you're saying you do the work to be able to reach yes. that observer yes. easier mm-hmm. because I will be sitting there battling yes. my inability okay. to reach the observer. If I could just fucking look Understood. at this from the outside, yeah. but yeah. I can't. In that that's moment. what meditation's about. And that's, that's why people do all in. that stuff. Yoga, meditation, vegetarianism. I mean, I was reading this list and I'm going, wow, yeah, that's true. True. People, I mean, a lot of people say they're vegetarians to because they like animals, but mostly it's it's to to yeah to clear clear yourself or make yourself a a vessel or you know Christians call it being a vessel or clear in Reiki we say make me a clear channel of light you know I don't know about all that shit I, I'm trying to go grain free so literally my fridge is filled with meat 
just so, so you tell me <laughs> I got hot dogs no, and brats <laughs> and burgers and But like in, in Hindu and in those traditions that's yeah, it's about purifying the body or something. Yeah. Right on. I'm not a but yeah, so I'm really, really grateful for that. That was a very good last one. That was you're that right. Was. That was I deep. pulled that one out, didn't I? That was I? good. Uh, that's a hell of an uh Yeah. End. And and the word grace is in there somewhere because if you look up the definition of grace, it, it it's when you can. I don't know how they. We'll have to look it up sometime. I was gonna say, do we wanna? We got a computer. You go for right it. Yeah, us. yeah. But you're saying. Well, I just remember one very pure example, and it's when when Ken and I were together, and or when we first met, and. I realized that I was in love with him, but he had this whole life he had to untangle first. And I actually walked away. And there was this feeling, and I remember him saying, you seem so calm about this and so all right. And and I was because I knew, I knew that if we were meant to be together, we would. And if we weren't, and, and that sounds just so easy, but it was such a feeling of peace and and that's what people are looking or striving for. So. so we have grace, seemingly effortless beauty or charm of movement, form, or proportion. Okay, that's the graceful dancing. Okay. Yeah. A characteristic or quality pleasing for its charm and refinement. Yeah. A sense of fitness or propriety. Hmm. hmm. Not the one I was, I was looking at. I going to say, these are not the, this yeah. is not what I would define grace as either. Yeah. Um, but they're right. I mean, when you say talk, okay, I just saw it in there. Un, unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. Sanctification. Yeah. So it's unmerited is the part. It's when you're given a way to a state of sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance. A virtue coming from God. State in his mercy or pardon, yeah. Um, I anyway. guess what we're learning is there's a lot of statements for it, but it is it's that where y- y- you're getting by without you being the driver. <laughs> your car is being driven, which is what they are. Your car is being driven well without you being the driver, which is that divine yeah. assistance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when you're. Trying to go off the road, but it's, yeah, it's. I honestly it was actually eye opening for me because I've always looked at grace uh, mostly as God's forgiveness. Like when I think of God's grace, I think yeah. of the fact that I've fucked up my life countless times more than I am proud to admit, and yet I still will. Well, I guess and again, there's a lot of definitions for grace because yeah, you forget about oh well, I did that with grace. If you walked across the tightrope, I mean that's. Yeah. yeah, well, that's gracefully. Yeah. But yeah, no, what, I mean... Yeah, and but it, I'm... Just, I didn't see it in any of those definitions, though, is what I'm saying, is yeah. I always thought of, like, the fact that I, like I say, feel like there's still something out there that gives a fuck about me, despite... Right. I'm like, that, to me, is grace. It's grace, yeah. The fact that whatever it is, is like, hey, man, I, I, yeah. I cut you one. I'll cut and you that is like, grace, and, and I think when, when I talk about my dog who had the perfect name, for me, grace was her running away all the time. And that sounds so weird, but through her running away, I was having to learn to still love something 
even though it was rejecting me. And, and in some way to me, her name was perfect that she was Grace because I was getting that refinement yeah. or, or that l without, uh, yeah, <laughs> not going, okay, I'm going to work for refinement. I'm going to get a dog that runs away all the time. Yeah, so it that, wasn't I you mean, going to sweat lodge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it, literally it was, the universe going like, okay, you want to do some work? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna put this. We're we're, we're, we're gonna put your work. To yeah, the we're test. Gonna, you're you're gonna fall in love with a dog, and you're gonna get. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, that's so maybe grace is the word. I like the observer. The observer, because and then we've talked about this. The observer to me is the Christ within, which is where I. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast for another day. Yeah. You got anything else for the people, which is um, going to be mainly yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think um, I think these are great to have because maybe five years down the road we will watch them, or ten years down the road, or who knows if uh, I do another one after this. Well, Seriously. we don't know, but I remember I when you started doing them, I was telling you they were a work of God or a work of grace or a work of something because to to get certain people like Grandma was not going to be around much longer or it even helped me see I mean I, I I really did get grandma at her tail end of her cognitive yes, ability yes yeah yeah you were having a hard time getting that reeled in too but once you did I mean just getting her going was difficult and and um and whoever you got on there I mean people yeah it's not your everyday conversation you know I I saw summer just watching the little you know what you did with her it was I, Summer, if you're watching this, it's going to sound weird, but I gain like new respect for, for her beliefs in her intelligence. You mm -hmm. know, through, through listening to her talk to you. No, and like, that's one I would, Summer, if you're listening to this. <laughs> not that I can't just talk to you myself, but yeah. no, I, that that's a person I'd love to revisit as well. Since yeah. I've, since I've grown so spiritually since we last spoke, I. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You couldn't ask. I was in an entirely different place. You couldn't then. ask questions to bring out certain things in her because you didn't know the questions to ask. You know. I mean, now you would have new questions, especially with all this um, her line of work and the sex trafficking. And I bet there's some pretty, pretty juicy stuff there. Ugh. And yeah. So, she's definitely doing God's work. Amen. But did we ever expect anything other? Nope. Know, no shit, right? It was like if you, you know, if if you heard the word kind, it was like put a person with kind. I, I mean, summer would come to my. I, I just remember, like, yeah, if you had to draw lines from kind to a person, she was that was just to her. me. It was pure. Was it pure for me? It was kind. Yeah, pure. Yeah. So she. I mean, yeah. So there we go. That's someone doing God's work. Amen. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for doing oh, this with me today. My pleasure. Whether we do it again in the future, whether I do any of these again in the future, uh, time will tell. Um, well, there's all kinds of reasons for doing them. Like you said, just to talk to yourself. It's a good diary. It's a good journal. It's a good thing. But I do think with other people, yeah, there's, I mean, it's going to be quite a gift. So never erase them no matter what. I mean, I don't know if you have the ability to re. Erase them? Or? Yeah, yeah, I do. I have. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know how to go and put them on a, you know, a hard, hard drive, hard or, drive or something. I've thought about it, believe me. I got Because I thought you are just going to get in a bad mood someday and erase I got them all stored up. But, but yeah, these snippets in time, you know. And, and in five years, if we watch it, or 10 years, or 20 years, or, um, 
yeah, see how our perspectives have changed or how like I say, changed. yeah, I mean to to do another one with summer and then go and compare those two and look at how different of a place Jesse is in. Yeah. And honestly, I mean it's painful for me and in case anyone other than my mom is watching <laughs> and cares to know. No, it's fucking painful for me to go back and watch those. When I went back and watched so most recently I had a friend who was a little upset with the content of a show that we did quite a long time ago that I wasn't aware of up to that point. So I went back to watch it, see exactly what it was that he might be, you know, upset about. It was fucking painful to watch myself. Really? Watch how I talk, the way I talk, uh, the way... No, I'm not happy with my podcasting hosting abilities at all, but it's... it's I've always been that... I mean, I, I like my own music, but I'll never forget in drama class, seventh grade, seventh or eighth... And Miss Russell, our drama teacher, had set up a hidden camera, oh. which thank God I didn't, because seventh, eighth grade Jesse was like fucking, 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 <laughs> fuck, fucking, fuck. Thank okay. God I wasn't cussing, <laughs> but you could just hear me, yeah, in the background. Like I wasn't even on camera, but you could hear my voice, and I'm like, oh my fuck. God, I got so self conscious. Is that what I sound like all the time? Yeah, and everyone's like, yeah, that's what you sound like all the time. Oh, that sucked. And then I watch a podcast, and I'm like, oh, I still sound the same as I did in seventh grade. <laughs> So, okay, all that uh, lack of confidence and self-loathing aside, um, thank you for being here with me today. Yeah, Sincerely. Pleasure. Thanks for the last two weeks. Um, oh, thank you. That's the most hiking I've gotten done in a long time. And this was a good way to document it and, and, and wrap it up and yeah. put a cap on the trip. So, thank you. I'm glad we had today. I mean, temperature-wise and first day of summer, summer solstice. Longest day of the year. Can I make it extra awkward? Yeah. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the Jesse Lone Show. Thank you, Mom, for everything. Zap. For everything. And uh, if you're watching, hit like, hit subscribe, all that good shit that YouTubers say to do. And until next time, do you want to say it, Mom? What's the tagline? Be excellent to yourself. Oh, okay. And be excellent to each other. <laughs>